It's the Talking Games Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode 58 of the Talking Games Podcast. Me, your host, the Major. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, before we begin, there will be no episode 59 next week uh, because we will be at the Insomnia Gaming Festival uh, as press for that week. So I will not be around to be able to cover that. So unfortunately, there will be no episode next week. However, it will be returning the week after. Uh, other than that, thank you, everybody, for joining us this week. I am joined by Chloe and Bam Bam. How are you guys? Good. Watch this. Yeah. Doing good, man. Doing oh, no. Good, okay. <laughs> oh, my fault. Nah, just doing good, man. Just playing these games, you know. Uh, living life, bro. Trying to, trying to make uh, it. That's it. It's, it's been such a good week for gaming. Honest to God, I've had so much fun. Star Wars Skywalker Saga is phenomenal. Mm, yeah, I think I played the first 15 to 20 minutes of that. Uh, I started, you know, where the where the series started. So um, I got I got the uh, the disc out of the uh, out of the ship and Darth Vader caught me, and then that's as far as I got. Well, I've I've so far I'm on to about the fourth movie now mm. out of that nine films, and I absolutely love it. Honest yeah. to God, it is more than I was thinking it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be another Lego game, but they have gone above and beyond what I was expecting. Mm, it's nice to, to see. To be honest, yeah. it's nice to see. A uh, review for that will be up tomorrow, by the way, guys. If you're looking for the review, it's up tomorrow. Uh, that being said, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Don't forget to check out the website, gamesinquirer.com. Uh, you can find us on all the socials, Games Inquirer. If you would like to support us on the podcast or to support the website, uh, you can find us patreon.com forward slash games inquirer. It is only £1.99. Uh, that does uh, help us out immensely. But it also means Patreon users will be getting reviews first. Uh, you also get features first, videos. We may even do another podcast uh, for £5 a month, though. That helps us with games development. and also means we can go to other events uh, more than one a year. Uh, if you would like that, please do head over to Patreon and help us out. Uh, for just two pounds a month uh, that being said thank you everybody for joining us uh this week in history uh we wanted another users asking us to bring this back um this week in history just time last year the final fantasy 7 remake happened on ps4 uh that is only last year but if we scroll all the way back uh, all the way down into the early 1980s uh the first game i wanted to quickly touch on uh, Spin Dizzy Worlds, uh, that was on the Sharp X608 version released in Japan. I don't think we've ever had that in the uh, in the West, but that's that. Uh, Atari officially launched 1996 today uh, as Atari Inc., who's a GT Interactive Software Corp. Uh, they entered multiple distribution today and they start releasing for PCs. Uh, in 2000, Thief 2, the Metal Age released on PC in Europe. Uh, we also saw SimCity 3000 released in Europe in 2002. Uh, 2003, NASCAR Racing 2003 season released for Windows in Japan. First time ever a NASCAR game arrived in Japan was 2003. 2004, uh, Knights of the Temple Infernal Crusade released everywhere, including on the GameCube, uh, the original Xbox, PC and PS2. Uh, in 2006, uh, we saw the release of Chaos League Sudden Death. Uh, that game only released in Russia, which is <laughs> a bit weird. That's rather uh, ironic. Yes. <laughs> Judging by the title. Do you think that's where Putin got all his war plans from? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2008, uh, the original Assassin's Creed released today. 
that was the first Assassin's Creed game. Mario Kart on the Wii also released today. Uh, and also in 2008, uh, we saw Portal released in Europe. Uh, that, um, what console was that on? What console was Portal was on? 360, that, PC. 360, thank you. Uh, <laughs> my memory's terrible. Um, 2009, we saw the arrival of King of Fighters uh, 12. That released in Japan in the arcade. Uh, I'm going to miss the arcades. Uh, Final Fantasy 7 released today, uh, 2007, uh, 2009, on the PS3 and PSP. Uh, that was the first time that released. 2010, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction released on Steam. Uh, we also saw Red Dead Redemption's Outlaws to the End co-op pack also released today. That was one of the most popular versions uh, for DLC in that game. Uh, in two, also in that same year, Scarface uh, released on mobile for the first time. Uh, last but not least, Mass Effect 3 released today, 2012. Uh, we also saw uh, the Final Fantasy 13 2 release as well. Uh, there was also a couple of other games, including episodes from Liberty City released today as well. Same time. Uh, they also saw Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City, uh, Saints Row the Third, that released today. Uh, there was a lot of games releasing on the same day, to be honest, in 2003. Uh, 2003. I thought you said, I thought you said last but not least. This 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 list is still going. I know this list, this is so many there's so many in one like one cluster, and they're all big games. So yeah, I didn't realize I was scrolling up. I was like, I'll be the last <laughs> one, and I scroll up a bit more. And I hold on a minute. <laughs> Uh, Far Cry, last one, I will make this the last one, Far Cry 5, uh, Call of Duty Global Domination, uh, Attack on Titan 2, and uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator X all released today, uh, 2018. And that is the last I'm going to touch on today in history, because I'll be in here forever. Uh, But we're going to bring back a very popular segment, uh, something we haven't done in a very long time, Dickhead of the Week. Everybody knows it, everyone but you. You're a dickhead. I hope you'll soon be dead. And this is payback time for what you could. Uh, YouTube streamer, you've talked about this on Twitter. I want to touch this guy's a wanker. Sorry if you don't like that language, but I'm going to say it anyway because I think he's an ass. He's, he's our dickhead of the week for a reason. A YouTube streamer who had 6.9 million followers went on a massive streaming. How, how can I put this? He basically went on stream and told women to get back in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> you moron. Um, so he was playing Valorant. He went on a massive tirade. Uh, the clip has just resurfaced. Uh, Riot Games has banned him. His name is I Show Speed. Uh, YouTube is seemingly investigating his behaviour in previous clips because there's people claiming this isn't the first time that he's done this. Uh, but he has, uh, apparently, he was on stream. I did watch it. I'm going to get your opinion in a sec, Bam, because I know you spread, you shared this as well. Uh, what the hell is wrong with this guy? Like, why? why? <laughs> he, has, you have, he has millions upon millions of views. Millions upon millions of followers. And he's going on YouTube live streams, telling, shouting at the top of his lungs, telling the women in his stream to go back to the kitchen and to keep their mouth closed. What is wrong with this guy? Yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not going to crucify him too much because uh, I'm, I'm one for, you know, I for I, two for two. Uh, you, I mean, what he said was wrong, but you're not going to talk mm-hmm. trash to me because it, because in that clip, in that specific clip, those people, there was a guy and there was a girl. Number mm-hmm. one, they started trash talking the kid first. So you're not going to trash yeah. talk me and then try to 
try to say what I can and what I cannot say to you. If you if if you want to talk shit for lack of better words, you should be prepared to receive the same amount or you're going to get back tenfold or whatever you try to give me. What I have a problem with with this kid is they didn't show this in the clip. And I don't know why people are so mad over this clip. This isn't the clip that you should be mad over. This isn't what you should be angry over. This kid has he this is this is very well documented and there's clips all over the internet from from his streams of him talking to people like there's like he was in a podcast with some girl. Uh, I don't know the girl's name, but she's also a streamer. And it came down to a question that the person in charge of the podcast was having having a discussion and they asked him Well, he asked the girl uh, if me and you were the only people left on Earth. Right. If it's just me and you, would you have sex with me to to repopulate the world, right? And the girl told him, she basically told him no, because, you know, then our kids would have to do the same thing and it would be, and it would just be, you know, uh, a, a circle of just our family just doing this to survive and repopulate. So that's basically what she told him. So she told him no. And then he goes on to say in that same clip, well, who's going to stop me from doing what I want to do with you anyway? So basically God making damn. rape jokes and, and talking like that. Now that is what people should be angry over. They shouldn't be mad over this kid retaliating. They should be mad because this kid clearly retaliating has... isn't the issue. It's the way he said. It's the way he retaliated. I think people have got a uh, again um, in this day and age of cancel culture. People people love to throw rocks and then try to hide your hands. I don't care how he reta- I don't care how he retaliated. If you talk trash to me, which we all have played online game and we've all been inside the Call of Duty Modern Warfare lobbies back in 06, 07. People love to talk trash on the internet and then they try to cry foul whenever you retaliate. Do not do not attack me and then get angry when I attack back. No. Have, we, have we seen what these people were actually saying to him? Have we, can we hear what yes, they were saying? Yes, yes. There's like so the guy Lukey Jake or Jakey Lukey, whatever his name is, he he specifically cut out the part of the clips where these you know where these people were antagonizing him and being racist to to this black kid okay. online. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. don't. Do not attack me and then get angry whenever, like whenever I, t- like whenever I retaliate, because I'm going to try to hurt your feelings as much as I can. That's yeah. that's just my. Well, that's I, just I will gonna... agree with that. I do the same thing when people say something that's not supposed to. Like I had an argument a couple of days ago uh, with a kid on GTA, um, who I know because we played with him before. Uh, he didn't mm. like the fact though that we basically weren't going to put up with his rubbish. Uh, his name was X106. He basically said he was going to rape my eight-year-old son. Uh, his excuse was he was autistic so i said some things i'm not entirely proud of uh but i will say that was in the heat of the argument and i was extremely angry at that point oh yeah Uh, Mm. but at the same time would you say then he classed as dickhead of the week for saying what he did or would you think it's more jay lucky i think he should be i think they both should be you know dickhead of the week but i think I think speed should be dickhead of, of, of the year because like I said, he this this kid has this kid has been on record of saying and this documented, he's been on record saying way, way, way worse things than telling a chick to shut up which and call her B word to tell her how to go wash the dishes. Which then begs the question, why has he not been banned before? He so speed has already so this is why people need to do more research. So speed has already been banned off Fortnite for you know for making re- remarks. He's already been banned off of Twitch for making remarks. He's been banned off of plenty of platforms, so this isn't this isn't his first occasion, right. which is why people also should not be defending this kid. All I'm saying is, where I'm coming from, I'm not defending him. I'm asking people, why is this the clip that makes you angry? Where 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 is the the hostility and where is the cancel for speed on when, when he's when he when, when I, he's I, making I th- break I think, I think 
I mean, I showed speed isn't exactly. I mean, I know he has a huge following, but it's not somebody you would recognise the name of and think, yeah, he's a big streamer if you're not following him already. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know been, who he is until this week. He's been around. Yeah, for a I was while. just thinking uh, the same thing. He's been around for a while, and, and, and he usually teams up with other big streamers. Like uh, you may not know the name, but Aiden Ross, he teams up with, yeah. with with that guy, and that's another pretty big streamer within the streaming community. Yeah, I mean, for me, if you're outside this, I mean, the wide population at large are going to be looking at this as, you know, they don't know this guy, so they were only focusing on this particular video because they don't know the rest of his history. Mm, if it was, sure. if he was, if he was somebody, for example, like PewDiePie, who's like the biggest streamer, then I think the wider world outside of the streaming community would know automatically who it is, and it'd, it'd be covered. But I think because this guy, he's been banned off so much stuff. Like I don't know anybody. Like, I I don't know who he is, but I don't know anybody that I game with who would know who he is either. Yeah, so like me I, seeing. Yeah. Me seeing this clip, uh, I had already known about him, but I, I would I would think that people who 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 are on this train, like uh, you see people like Jake Lukey, whatever his name is, you see Ackman, who has also come under scrutiny for being homophobic and stating racist remarks, trying to cancel this kid. It seems like they would have did better better research, especially Jake Lukey, since this is his line of work going in, and and he he usually does the research and goes and get the data before he he pulls something out of his ass. It seems like they would have got the clips that actually mattered. Because, like I said, a kid retaliating to a grown woman in Valorant, that shouldn't be the clip that makes these people angry. No. Well, in that case, Jay Lukey and this iShow Speed, you're both our dickhead of the week. Thank you very much to Bam Bear for clearing that up. Uh, you should t- I'm gonna, I think I might actually start covering iShow Speed and look back at his history because I would like to uh, actually do an expose on that. Uh, but that being said, our next biggest story this week, and it's a quick one, uh, Will Smith was banned from the Oscars for 10 years. Is this too much? Meaning, considering he's only not allowed, he's not allowed to attend the Oscars, but he can still get awarded Oscars, and he can still have being filmed. I mean, this, the people are still going to hire him because he, the movies can. In most cases, the Oscars, when they ban somebody, they stop them also from claiming awards, and that was also detrimental to their career because the shows, the movies that they're on, can't claim awards because he's their lead actor. Mm-hmm. In that case. But the Oscars, for some reason, are only giving him 10 years and he can't actually go to the events. I don't see that as that big of a punishment, considering most of the time people don't want to go to these events. Is this too yeah. much or not enough? I don't I don't think it's too much. Uh, I think probably was was hit worse for him. I don't know if you've still been following the story, but after that, you know, after he slapped Chris Rock, his wife came out. The person who he slapped Chris Rock for came out and said, Oh, he shouldn't have done that. I don't need him to stand up for me. I think that's much worse than him being banned for ten years because uh, now uh, it's uh, like, yeah. yeah, because now it's like you you went and slapped somebody to defend your wife, and she came out publicly and said she didn't want you to do that. So it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. There is video evidence that people have actually got camera footage of her laughing after Will slapped him, uh, and there was a video. I don't know whether you've seen this. It released a couple of days ago on YouTube. Uh, where she was recording Will Smith in his house, asking him about it. And he was like, please don't, I mean, this is my bread and butter. Please don't put my face on the internet. And she did it anyway and and published it when he asked her not to. So I think there's more to this relationship than has been let on. Things, I mean, from what I've been hearing, things have been weird between them two for a while. Yeah. Especially where he anyway. went on radio interviews and she was saying about how much she loved Tupac. 
and he was like oh, this is really like it, it hurt me and this is like it's it's really strange like she's telling her husband and this isn't recent this is going back probably yeah. about 20 years but she was basically telling her husband at the time that she was in love she with was another man her. yeah yeah oh no not even that she was in love with tupac she told him to his face i'm in love with tupac and he was he went on the radio shows and was talking about how much that hurt him to hear that and then it's come up to today and this and now this has happened yeah the only the only thing i the only thing i would say about this that doesn't quite add up is from what i have seen people have done worse and not been banned from the Oscars for 10 years oh yeah louis ck i mean louis ck was he was kicked out eventually but he was still like he went on for years with all this sort yeah. of stuff. But everybody knew what he was doing behind the scenes. Everybody in the industry knew what sort of person he was. Yeah. So to a certain extent, I can see from that angle that's why people are looking at this going bit of an overreaction because you're doing this now just because he slapped someone. Whereas with this guy, they've been doing God knows what, and you've done absolutely naff all until. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like... I'm not going to dismiss the fact that he insulted somebody over a joke. I think that was way out of line. Because comedians yeah. are comedians. He said he was laughing before Jada gave him the look. Uh, mm-hmm. And therefore, he th- he then after that, when he realised that his wife was not happy, went up, stood up, went up and slapped the guy, who he's known for nearly going on 35 years. And they've worked together previously. So they he, they know each other. They're not strangers. Mm. You would think there's a certain level of decorum where you could take him aside after the show and say, listen, that wasn't on. Don't talk about my wife like that. But then Rich at the same time, you'd also... But then, at the same time, you'd also think if there was, there'd be that same thing where Chris would know not to make a joke about something that he knows about because he knows it'd upset them both. So, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I've heard comedians say a lot worse. Ricky Gervais went on for five years well, straight and yeah. everybody, they were trash. Yeah, they, that's they don't Ricky know anything Gervais about the real world and they're all liars and pathetic and useless and they have no skills and they're all uneducated and stupid. He, he, he was... Basically, just slandered everybody there for five years straight, and nobody said or did anything. Chris Rock comes on stage, makes a very G- very mediocre GI Jane joke about Jada. Will laughs, sees his wife's not happy, gets up, slaps him, and then starts swearing on live television. At the same time, there's there's ways and means. I mean, the, the couple of hours before he was talking about, I've got love. You know, if if you're you're not a man if you use violence, you have to have self-discipline. And then he gets up and slaps somebody. He stood up after the assault and talked about love, which I thought was very pathetic considering what he had just done less than an hour before. There's, there's, there's ways and means for him to do it. I don't think this is enough. I don't think 10 years not being able to go to an event is enough because most of the time people don't want to go to these events because they're long, boring, drawn out, and nothing really happens. The Oscars mm. is, is pretty much a dead medium, which is why shows like the Game Awards do so well is because they don't just rely on award winners they have other options like for example releasing mo- releasing games and movies that aren't are coming up that year that's why people watch them not so much for the award shows but because of the fact that people want to see what games are coming out this year next year this is the reason people watch it the fact is the the oscars i will agree with you have been predominantly allowing this sort of behaviour to go on for far too long. They protected Harvey Weinstein. They allowed Louis C.K. to collect awards when people knew what he was doing. This isn't the first instance. But to stop him from being even for like coming to events for 10 years, I don't think that's going to be that much of an issue because he can still collect awards. He's still going to get Oscars nominations and win stuff. It isn't going to stop him that. I don't think that is very much of a punishment 
for him just, oh, you can't, we won't let you in for the next 10 years. So what? He's still going to get awards. He's still going to be able to be hired in movies because studios can still use him. So there really isn't anything there to stop him doing this again. Quite frankly. I mean, anyway. I, don't, I don't think he should be cancelled from doing movies and, and getting no, awards. I don't, I don't because, think he should because be cancelled at the same time. This, uh, this doesn't seem like a... Like, uh, like it it's, it's not like stopping him. It's not. I think I'm with, with Jake. I think I'm more with Chloe though. It's like people, people have been doing way worse <laughs> for for way longer, and and everybody and, and and their mother has knew about it. I'm not gonna scrutinize Will Smith too much. I mean, yes, he made he made a bad decision. He was he was he was you know what I'm saying he was a hypocrite. But if me and you go out with our wife today, and some asshole says something to our wife, I know for a fact I'm not just gonna sit there and smile and laugh. I know, yeah. I, I know. At least I'm not gonna do that. You know what I mean? I, mm. I mean, so, I, I, like will, I, said, I will say I've I've been a big fan of Will Smith since I can earliest remember, like six, seven years old, listening to Summertime and watching Fresh Prince. He has always been my favorite actor, always. But this whole situation has kind of got me worried. Not so much for for well, worried for his mental health, but worried more the fact of what has happened to him over the last 20 years what exactly is his mindset like because this doesn't do you think like the same laughing do you joke think was... do you think jada is is because for me personally i, I think jada i, I is, think she's toxic yeah and i think it's really her i think he needs to you know what i'm saying get do better and and just leave her because like their whole marriage was, was built on them being okay with seeing other people they already had that agreement that they was okay with seeing other yeah. people but clearly just looking at, at at everything that came out, you know, doing Red Table Talk, which is Jada's talk show, a podcast show, when and he came on crying, you know, when you know when uh, when when he found out that Trace, well, not Trace Songs, but August Alcina was one of her partners. Clearly, that affected him, and, and he wasn't okay with that. So, I mean, if if he's not happy, he should. I mean, I, I do I do leave. know that they're supposed to have an open marriage, but I think it's only on her side. Oh yeah, for I sure. don't think he's ever done anything with anybody else. Oh yeah. Because I don't think he's the sort of bloke, and I I'm, I feel generally sorry for him that he's stuck in this situation, but he's had the option to walk out of that situation repeatedly and hasn't done. Mm. I think there's a point where you have to think, okay, this isn't the relationship for me. This is destroying my life. I need to step away. And I think yeah. she's she's the one that's ruining his career in this case. I think she's the one that's done this to him, based on her own selfish needs when she's been on television and told him publicly in front of him. I love somebody else. I've slept with somebody else. I've slept with my son, with your, with our son's friend. I've done this. I've done that. There's, you know, he's he's he he needs sudden help personally. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm just tired of hearing about it because it's like there's it's like it's it's, it's kind of like he's stuck in a loop and <laughs> it's like every yeah. week something else comes out about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, I I will I will wait from now on to wait for something bigger to come out of this if it does. If it doesn't, then that'll be the end of this story. But anyway, uh, PlayStation uh, has apparently laid off 90 workers in the US. Uh, sales and marketing roles have been cut as the company's now focused on direct-to-customer business. Uh, so according to Sony documents seen by Axios, has also spoke to one affected employee. Uh, the cuts were focused on the company's sales and marketing departments predominantly. Uh, they claim 93 staff have been let go. Uh, Sony didn't respond to a request for comment. Uh, but its internal messaging to staff leadership said the cuts were part of a global transformation of its business operations. Uh, the platform holder is closing its merchandising team in the U.S. 
uh, which includes staff whose jobs involve visiting retailers to brief them on company products, which doesn't seem like a very worthwhile position to keep open anyway, because all you're doing is going to the shops and say, so this is a teddy bear. <laughs> this is how you, it's, it's not great. Um, a lot of this stuff you can do with reading. I've worked in retail before. I know the fact that you get these people turn up from like big companies and they, they basically explain the product to you. And so you can then explain it to customers. It's like, well, just give me a piece of paper. I'll learn this five minutes. And you don't need to be here. This is like wasting my time here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, additional retail's importance is waning. Uh, digital now accounting for well over, or digital now accounts for half of PlayStation sales. The company is increasing its focus on direct consumer marketing for the next several years. Uh, its US arm obviously launched PlayStation Direct. Uh, to sell to consumers at Centre 19 and all the business that they had with their previous staff, the 93 staff, is now being moved to that department permanently. Uh, they said that they've achieved significant revenue in the US market within little more than a year. Uh, that came from Jim Ryan early last year. Uh, moving on, though, uh, speaking of Activision Blizzard, little bit of good news and then we'll get into why it's not so much. Uh, Activision is saying they're basically going to make all US-based QA testers full-time employees with benefits. Uh, the move follows months of unrest at developer Raven uh, based on the fact that a number of these people were trying to unionize. Uh, the company has also revealed the employees receive an hourly wage increase of up to $20 an hour. A uh, statement from Activision Blizzard reads, uh, Today we announced the conversion of all US-based temporary and contingent QA team members at Activision Publishing and Blizzard. Nearly 1,100 people in total uh, to permanent full-time employees starting on the 1st of July. Uh, an internal email from COO Joshua Tarbury's QA is and continues to be critical to business development. We have amazing QA teams in place that work hard to ensure our players have the best possible gaming experiences. Uh, he also said that Call of Duty evolves. We anticipate periods where the workload will fluctuate and exceed our expanded team's bandwidth. With this in mind, we're adding additional support for our team from external partners. Uh, hopefully, we'll, I'm going to try and get us in there because we do actually do QA testing. Uh, the announcement follows news in January uh, that quality assurance testers at Call of Duty Raven have voted to unionise. I think this might be why they've now made them full-time employees uh, because they won't be able to unionise because they're full-time employees. That's naughty. Uh, the 34-strong group called the Game Workers uh, Alliance officially asked parent company Activision Blizzard to recognise them as a union uh, late last year, early this year. Uh, that being said, uh, the unionisers at Raven are excluded from Activision's QA pay rise, which is why this isn't so good. What? So if you're looking to unionise Activision Blizzard, you're not allowed to pay rise. Your thoughts? I think I've just run out of thoughts on Activision Blizzard as a whole at this point. Yeah, just just when you think this could this is sounding like something good. Like they're actually going to give people a pay rise and they're, they're helping them because California has one of the highest amount of like the cost of living there is insane. They thought, mm. oh, it sounds like they're doing something worthwhile and good for their staff. And then it actually turns around and says, actually, if you're looking to unionize to prevent sexual harassment in the workplace, you're not going to get a pay rise. We're going to stop that happening. So if you unionize, no pay rise for you. That is that's... As I said, scummy and dodge. Yeah, that's one word for and, it. Uh, and it's also illegal, by the way. 
What, to stop them from unionising? Yes, it's illegal for a company to prevent unionisation because it is an employee's right to unionise if they so wish. An employer cannot get involved in that. Your thoughts, Bam Bam? I got nothing to say, man. It's just more <laughs> activism blizzard stuff, I mean. Yeah, what are we it's, just, it's a slap in the face and a kick in the teeth, pretty much. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you, it's like, it's like, what do you expect? I mean, I can't, I can't keep coming up here and defending these workers if they just keep accepting it. You know, you know, you know what I mean. It's like at some point you gotta, you gotta either go out and look for a better job, find, you know what I mean. They had, they've had ample time. If they don't like the work environment, bro, there's no better way to speak than it, you know, than than what your actions. Than what you know. Uh, that the, is true, but at the same time, you if everybody at Activision Blizzard walked out because they were unhappy with the conditions, there would not be jobs any there would not be enough jobs everywhere else. For and I mean clearly but, but but clearly, Chloe, everybody who works there is not unhappy. So I'm saying the people who are unhappy, these people are, are, are developers and they've they've got the resume to go to a lot of different places. So I mean, there's all I mean, the, the, the issue there, Bam. Though is the issue there is is that the Activision Blizzard play a lot higher wages than a number of other smaller studios. And if a number of the bigger publishers in the local area aren't employing, that's really not going to be a good idea for them just to walk out because it makes it very difficult, especially when you're in such a big publisher like Activision Blizzard. If you get known as somebody who's got a personality, or like if Activision will say, I'm not saying got a personality problem. Out. I'm not saying to just get up and work and walk out. Like, clearly so they, how do you know they can easily that... wait just like any other job i'm not gonna gonna just walk out of a contract i'm gonna wait for my contract to end and then and like while i'm waiting i'm gonna be looking for another job this isn't rocket science it's, it's, yeah but it's, how do you know hard. how do you know that hasn't happened you're acting as if just because i'm acting not... like this because clearly if if there's amount if there's ample amount of articles that that we can go out and see that these people are complaining. If 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 I can see it on Twitter and I'm not even a game developer and I can see these job postings every day for developers for 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 studios looking for new developers or looking for developers within the industry, I'm not going to keep defending these people if they are deciding to yeah, stay but there. You're I'm also, not. You're, yeah, but then again, they're working for a company that for want of a better word, and I'm going to have to swear again here, but you're working, they're working for a company that are a piece of shit, basically. Okay, so and what's the price wait, for your happiness, Chloe? Wait, 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 let me finish. That's going to make getting out of a job or getting into another one fairly difficult because you're going to need some kind of, I don't know, but I would assume that they would need some kind of reference from the previous company that they've worked for, Activision are not going to want to keep giving references out to people who they could keep, who they could threaten to stay in the job. And given what they're doing now, that isn't something that's entirely impractical. You acting like this is not feasible. And 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 number one, just to attack your point that you just made, because it, I'm I'm sorry, but it, it it didn't make any sense. Just because you leave a job to seek new employment does not mean that your other employer or your previous employer would give you a bad reference. No. no Activision under, would. That's what I'm saying. Under number normal one, circumstances, number one, that's also, right, but that is also would. illegal. That is also yeah. illegal. If I leave somewhere As just because I'm seeking now. new, just because As I'm seeking new employment does not mean that they're going to give me a bad reference. 
Activision, though, have already broken the law several times. Exactly. Yeah, but what they're doing this is illegal. Yes, but this isn't. Yes, but this isn't the HR department. Bobby Kotick is not the one giving your new job a reference. It's somebody who is somebody else who probably works within Activision who is also unhappy. HR department is, is is not the people who are the ones getting caught with all these sexual allegations because the people no, who are they getting are, these they sexual are the allegations are being pointed out. They are the people covering it up think, under direct. I don't think it's everybody who's covering it up though. I I can't just put that blanket statement on the whole department. I can't well, do. I'm, it I'm not the same. I don't, I'm not saying it's the whole department, but the large the the number of people as a whole, like the the, the department as a whole, are the ones covering it up for the board. But do we they're know the ones sure sending out memos. Yeah, but they're, they're the ones sending out memos to the whole staff that this person's difficult. They're the ones putting people out of work. They're the ones making sure people like uh, the, the women who have complained about seeing sexually harassed don't get pay rises or the promotions they want. They are the people that decide, in large part, who, when references go out, what those references say. So you guys think that the people who give your references the same people that's... Look, man, I'm... I would have to see evidence of this. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, like I, like I said, I can't put that blanket statement on everybody because I don't know exactly who's doing what at Activision. I don't work at Activision, so I don't know who's doing what. Yeah, I mean, that, that's fair enough. I mean, we, we do know, though, that Activision have been known to break the law. They're doing it right now with this. What they're doing here uh, is against the law to confer benefits on employees during the union organizing campaign to induce employees to vote against the union. What they're doing here is against federal law. They already broke the law by shredding evidence that was wanted by the Fed, by the FBI. Well, not the FBI, the SEC. They shred, they shredded documents. That's a federal offence. Yeah, but I'm them not, not I'm them not, saying I'm not they're giving someone that. a bad reference is like the least. Yeah, but I'm the not. The legal thing they yeah, could do. Yes, yeah. but but I'm not fighting that. I'm not disputing that. I'm saying, how do how do you guys know that the people who are giving them the reference, aka the HR department. How do you know that it's the whole department? How do you know that but it's everybody? Do we, don't, we don't know it's the we whole don't. department, but the we blanket part, department as a whole is known for doing this sort of thing. It may be one or two people out of it, but they've, they're have they basically the bad apples in the bunch and they're making the whole department look like they're responsible. And again, yeah, but, to, to use that same argument on you, how do you know that some people haven't tried to find That's exactly what I'm saying. That's my point. These pe- The people who want to leave they won't know until they try to leave. So why So why am I, week after week after week after week after week, because this has been going on for months, why am I still fighting for these people who are not trying to fight for themselves? That's my point. Yeah. I mean, Activision Blizzard does have one of the highest wage counts out of any publisher in the world. In yeah, the and that's why I asked you and Cloyd, what is the price for your happiness? Are you gonna just just sit there and keep getting treated like a piece of trash just for oh, a couple no, of hours? Oh no 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 no! I, I I wouldn't take it. I'd personally go into Bobby Kovacs' office and slam his head in the window. But at the same time, there's people here with families. There's people here on visas, for example, because they employ from overseas and they can't leave California. If they can't find another job in California, they get fired, and that's they exactly have to be deported like, back out of the country. So that's exactly if, what if I said earlier, though. But that's yeah. exactly why I said earlier, Major, these people, I'm, I'm not saying to just get up, walk out the building on, on Thursday and be like, you know what, screw this job. I never said that. I said no. that they could clearly be looking for another job. Yeah, but how, how, do, you, long, how do you how know long? that they're not? How do you know that Chloe, they're not? I, I, I never said any of this. All I said was if the people there who are unhappy, they should be doing this. I didn't say, yeah, oh, they, well, they should. Well, the they are doing that. This. 
Bobby Kotic is so well that the Activision is so well known in the industry. If he's decided to make a call to another owner, for example, in California and said, don't employ this person. He has a personality problem. He's this, he's that. Or a woman, she's high strung and, and judgmental, etc. blah, 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 as an example. There's always the chance, and this is what a number of these developers in this company feel, is that they're not going to be able to find another job in this state because of the fact of how well-connected Bobby Kotich is. And he's, would, well within, he, he's well within his history. This is something I would agree. he's done before. I would agree with that if we didn't see the industry as a whole standing up against Activision, but we've already seen the industry as a whole yeah, they, standing they say up that for publicly. these workers. I, I will say that. I mean, I know, I know the industry as a whole, but it's very rare for them to actually... You can, you can say, oh, the Activision is... I, we don't agree with this policy. We don't agree with what they're doing. But at the same time, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know the private conversations they're having. At the same time, they are going to be looking for, like developers in this industry are like gold dust. If the opportunity came about for a developer to make like themselves known that they wanted to leave Activision, I'm sure that another company would be interested. However, they will also go to Activision and ask permission to take that person because that person is not going to risk them to do. not being able to get the job because there's always the risk that if everybody wants to leave at the same time, how many jobs are available in California for games developers? I mean, clearly everybody there isn't isn't unhappy because then you would have no, no it's not, it's not everybody, every day. There is, you there would is get stories large. every day. Like if it was if every worker at Activision Blizzard didn't want to work for Activision Blizzard, you would see stories every day. It would be millions upon millions of articles. I just don't think that it's that black and white. Yeah. Well, I I, I will say Activision, what they're doing right now is illegal. This isn't something that they can get away with. Uh, the company's assertion. Uh, from a developer there, have uh, argued the LLRA is preventing Activision from including Raven Q workers uh, in the pay benefits increase is a ploy to punish union uh, unionizers for choosing to stand shoulder to shoulder with their fellow workers. Uh, the evidence that provided is all the need for all workers at Activision Blizzard to have a protected voice on the job, which is why they're now calling for everybody at Activision Blizzard to unionize. QA testers in particular at Activision Blizzard, so long as they do not agree to unionise, will get a pay increase with benefits. The issue with that is, is that employers stopping or inciting benefits to them not to unionise is a federal crime. In most cases, I'm not going to specify where in the US because I don't know, there's different states, different laws, but in the UK, if you do that as an employer, you are liable for five and a half years in prison minimum and a £250,000 fine per instance that you've done so. Activision Blizzard, if this becomes more public and federal departments are called in, this will cease immediately. They won't be able to offer this because you cannot propose to somebody, I will give you a pay increase if you do not unionise. Which that begs the question, why have they tried it? Because they know they don't want people to unionise. And they're so desperate to stop people unionising, they will go to any lengths, including offering them pay increases, to stop them doing that. Knowing they're when, in a lose-lose situation because the minute they get caught... The minute they get caught... Mm. I don't, they don't right. care. And the large... I think this is mainly to do with the people that are actually organising this, this pay increase, is usually the people that are currently still leading the company. 
those people will be gone when Xbox take over next year. So they don't have like they they can they easily have enough money to go start their own company if mm. they wanted to. But they're doing this to try and stop them unionizing because they know that's going to be detrimental further down the line for the people that do stay on because they will not be able to do things like this again because they now have a legal illegal entity preventing them from doing it in the form of a union. Yeah. This is mm. not going to work for them. At the same time, Activision Blizzard doing this is illegal. Uh, the FTC's probe, though, of Microsoft Activision's acquisition uh, will probably be focused on consumer data, uh, labour and the labour market. Uh, the deal is expected to close next year, uh, around April. Uh, the FTC's chair, Lena Khan, uh, is going to examine the deal with an eye uh, to combine the companies, uh, including accessing consumer data and the game developer's labour market and the deal's impact on those workers who have accused Activision of discrimination and hostile workplace. She's combining all these to make her final decision. Uh, the information reports the FTC is looking into the potential impact on a competitive multi-metaverse. Please don't ever use that word uh, following the acquisition. Uh, according to a proxy filing published by Activision Blizzard earlier this week, uh, both it and Microsoft each received a request for additional information and documentary material in connection with the review of the transaction. Uh, the request isn't necessarily an indication of this issue, though. So don't worry if you're thinking this might be a block in the road for this deal going through. Uh, the proposed acquisition that FTC is looking to try and or this might be trying to block it. But at the same time, they're looking at how this will impact consumers uh, more so than how it will impact the industry as a whole, in effect. In effect. Uh, it's an unexpected it's an expected step though it is apparently as has been expected this is something that happens uh, in reviewing a deal with this big uh, is successfully completed the activision blizzard acquisition will mean that xbox will claim exclusive ownership of some of the biggest franchises in the industry uh, including crash band to crash bandicoot guitar hero overwatch minecraft call of duty and several others uh, it is expected to close 2023 at the end of the tax year but that is expected to close only with conditions and comp completion of regulatory review in this regard. So as long as the FTC agree, this deal will go through next year. Uh, the competition law seeks to maintain market competition uh, by regulating anti-competitive conduct, uh, despite the fact of what Sony Game Boys fans are trying to do <laughs> on Twitter, which is still going on, Batman, by the way, when we spoke about that last week. I've seen several tweets this week <laughs> trying to petition... Oh, yeah. The high court, the uh, the Supreme Court to block it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's crazy on them. Oh, these people are nuts. They are absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm. uh, somebody was actually trying to try the same about Donald Trump. If he could come back, he'd block this deal. Like, what are you on? <laughs> You're smoking crack. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some of these people are absolutely insane. Uh, one award, though, the BAFTA Game Awards for this year uh, just recently wrapped. Uh, we were invited and then we were uninvited and then invited and then uninvited again. Uh, I'm never ever applying to go to the BAFTAs ever again uh, but Returnal apparently won best game uh, this year uh, plus recognition for Ratchet and Clank unpacking It Takes Two and more uh, other winners include uh, all three games uh, we will list them all down below however uh, the nominees for best game were Deathloop, Forza Horizon 5 Inscription, It Takes Two, Rift Apart and Returnal which for my mind is the same nominees from the Game Awards uh, this time Returnal won. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 won for 
best British game. Uh, Forza Horizon 5. I didn't know they were actually made in Britain, but never mind. Uh, nominees for animation. Rift Apart won that as well. Uh, artistic achievement. That went for the Artful Escape. I don't think I've ever played that game or heard of it. I uh, will have to look into that myself. It also won an uh, award for audio achievement. Uh, debut game went to Taum. T-O-E-M. I don't think I've ever heard of that one either, but that's an indie game, basically. Uh, nominees for Evolving Game went to No Man's Sky. I'm really impressed with what they've been able to do with No Man's Sky since that game debuted. Uh, when it first launched, that game was absolutely horrendously boring. Uh, what they've done so far and what they continue to do. This is, I mean, this is still a live service game. They're continuously updating it. Have you guys played No Man's Sky recently? Yeah. I tried it out after the, you know, uh, you know, when it first launched, it was bare bones. It, was, it wasn't what they showed. And then they came out and after yeah. the first update. So I tried it after they fixed it. And I still think the game is trash. I don't know. But that's that's just well, they, they've updated it more since then. There have been significant updates. They've now got cities in there. Uh, you can go like buy parts for your spaceship and stuff. It's interesting. It's not exactly, I mean, I, I can see the direction they're going. It looks very much Star Wars to me. Um, but I'm hoping they do more with the spaceships because, to be honest, that spaceship stuff is boring as hell. Uh, how, do you it, think, how do you think people, uh, people's viewing of this game will affect Starfield? Because, essentially, Starfield is just going to be a AAA version of No Man's Sky. Mm, uh, I, I mean, Starfield does have a story. Uh, we do know one of the characters now, one of your side characters, will be a robot called Vasco. Mm-hmm. Uh, that game I'm talking looks... about... The game at the core. I'm talking about the core gameplay, well, going from planet to planet, seeing these different races of people, going to these planets, getting different resources. That's essentially No Man's Sky. I mean, No No Man's Sky in the beginning of what they actually released though was more an empty. You have to go like you like basically take photos of animals on different planets, and it's like you go to there's nothing there. There was nothing in any on any planet. It's just a bunch of weird animals you have to take photos of, pretty much, and then mine. That's all you could do. Unless you found one particular clue, which led to another clue, and then there was this anticlimactic ending, which didn't make any flipping sense whatsoever. That is one is No Man's Sky's original, but I think Starfield is going to focus. I mean, it's Bethesda, so this isn't like a, an indie developer who's never made a game before. They're obviously the large, one of the largest storytelling developers in the world, one of the biggest studios ever. So, do you I, think the people who played No Man's Sky? This is this is the question that I'm asking you. Do you think the people who played this game, who who played, I'm talking about people who actually it, it like enjoyed No Man's Sky for what it was mm. before they stopped playing it or whatever happened. Do you think that this will affect how they view Star Starfield? Because like oh, I no, said, no, 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 I, I don't, I don't think, I think people if Starfield and No Man's Sky, I I can't see the comparable, but I don't, I do think that the people that liked No Man's Sky, I think they're gonna like Starfield that much more. If Starfield is any way comparable to No Man's Sky, No Man's Sky is finished. You don't see how it can be comparable, even though Bethesda came out with with multiple dev diaries telling you that you can go from planet to planet, you can customize your spaceships, and you can go to different planets and collect different resources. You can't really customize your spaceship in No Man's Sky. It's one single You can't customize your... Okay. And, And, I mean, you can go from planet to planet, but you could do that in Mass Effect. The issue with No Man's Sky is that when they released it and all these planets, they were basically all generated AI that was just changing the color and the layout. Yeah, but it, it wasn't, wasn't any really that screen, much right? difference. Whenever you went to planet to planet, it was supposed to be seamless, right? Yeah, but it like wasn't. It was supposed no to be. You could... was, okay. In the beginning, it was awful. But, you know, I, I, I would like to see where they go with Starfield. I don't think there's enough info, enough 
uh, there's enough information, there's not enough news, there's not enough photos or trailers to really make a comparable between the two right now. Yeah. If they have if they have relied on No Man's Sky in any way to build this game, I'd be very worried, personally. Because yeah, I mean, besides, besides No Man's Sky, what other game is it on the market that's sci-fi, space thing? Mass Effect. Like, Mass Effect. I mean... I mean, like in like an open world, because Mass Effect isn't. That's not an open world. It wasn't like it wasn't because first you still have to choose to do that. Because you still have to choose which planets to go to, and it's still a it's still a linear story. It's just an RPG format to where you can customize your Shepard and you can upgrade your skill trees. But I mean, it was Star Citizen as well. You've got uh, what's the other one called? Um, one beginning with E. Someone can remind me, please. That'd be helpful. You talking uh, about that uh, Eve Online or whatever it's called? Yeah, that. Yeah. Okay, there, there yeah. are similar games. I mean, if Starfield's if, if if Starfield should be emulating anything or trying to to gain some inspiration from anything, it should be Star Citizen because even though that game yeah. is nowhere near finished, it's been in beta since it launched. It's still phenomenally good in ship customization, in planet exploring, in literally everything you could possibly think of. That's the game it should be looking at, and I'm hoping mm. they don't rely too much on that i'm hoping for more of a compelling story than you know this is just open world do what you want because that's ubisoft's mantra and it's boring as shit yeah. and i need i hope starfield is good more. man because if not i mean bethesda may be i don't know because mm. lately it's, it's like what have you done for me lately and bethesda yeah. really hasn't they really well, that's, hasn't. That's, that's that's always the issue though with these big publishers when they haven't released in a long time like yeah. what exactly are you up to? Rockstar is same. It's the same way I feel with Rockstar. What have you done? Mm. For yeah, I was just about to you know make that comparison because it's like it seems like the old games are what we still love, but and with Fallout seventy six, you know what I mean? Oh, well, don't and yeah. Fallout 4, I mean, I, I, and I, even with Fallout I'm 4, I'm hoping like, they completely whitewash that out of history because it needs to go. And even with Fallout four, you know the the fan base was like split. So you know what I mean. Like, I'm, I'm hoping I, I, that, I couldn't get into Fallout 4, and I think the reason why is not least because I get very, very nauseous with that game. Yeah. More so than any other game, first-person game I've ever played in my life, Fallout 4 makes me feel physically sick. It's just so long, and it's so like there's no real way to travel, and you have to run everywhere unless you're finding like fast travel points. It's just really annoying. Like they should have done more with that game, and then they they took what was very bare bones and put it in the 76, which was even worse. Yeah. I don't know how they managed to do that, to be honest. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. but I'm hoping I'm hoping that they uh, learned their lesson, man. Because I want Starfield to be, I want this game to be great, you know. So then that way we have something to play, you know. Let the community mod, and then that way while we wait for the new Oblivion or the new Skyrim game, we got something great to play. You know what I mean? Uh, I, that is one thing. Uh, currently, Elder Scrolls Six is currently slated for a 2026 release. Uh, that is the mm. current prediction. It may come sooner, but right now it's 2026. So we still got four yeah. years on that, which sucks. But I'm hoping Starfield's good and it's something that can be played for a long time because I do not like games that you play like. I mean, I know developers say 500 hours. This game's like 300 hours. That doesn't matter to me. I want games that I can play for longer than that because I want a game that I can pick up in the evening when I'm waiting for something else to come out and just play three, four or five hours of that. And then I can pick it up to like the next day and it'll keep me going all the way through the year. Like mm -hmm. games like simulation games that you can play for long periods of time and it never runs out. 
but yeah, everything's always that. different because you have the creativity to do something different. Like you're living a life in another game. I'd like console makers to do that sort of game because there's always PC reviewers, PC game developers that do that. Console makers, not so much. Uh, I think that needs to change just a bit, if you get what I mean. Uh, but anyway, uh, family game for this year. I went to Chicory, A Colourful Tale. Uh, game Beyond Entertainment went to Beyond uh, Before Your Eyes. Uh, Inscription won the award for game design. Uh, multiplayer game went to It Takes Two, which is very well rewarded. Uh, music went to Returnal. Uh, unpacking one for best narrative game. Uh, original property went to It Takes Two. Uh, technical achievement went to R- Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I don't still understand what that game supposed to, what that award means. Uh, technical achievement. Uh, yeah, they're talking ex- about the whole seamless, uh, you know, uh, moving yeah, from yeah. terrain to terrain seamlessly. <laughs> Some, somehow EE got their own award in this, the phone mo- mobile provider. Uh, game mm. of the year for EE, which is weird, uh, went to Unpacking. Uh, performer in the leading role went to Jane Perry, uh, Celine Vassos in Returnal. So basically Returnal pretty much won all the big huh? ones. Yeah. They said, they said best performance. Yes, best performance. Uh, performer in the leading role. Have you played Returnal? I've started it. I couldn't really get into it too much. That game, it that died. game has no story at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, bro. <laughs> this is your yeah. major. This is why whenever like these Baptists or whenever like the only one I watch is Jeff Keighley's. I yeah. don't, I don't care for any of these other ones because when, when, when things like this win awards for best performance, bro, she didn't. The, the story is is not. There's no story in this game. Yeah, but in all fairness, that's not exactly her. Fault. And, and and to be honest, John McLaren, who played Star Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy, was also nominated for exactly. This. And he so was amazing at Star Lord. Chloe, Chloe. There is so many other games that came out last year that's inside the same thing. It it doesn't matter if it's not her fault. Her role, she there was no performance. Mm, they just yeah. used her face. There, there is no story elements. There's, there's no deep story. There's no deep. I mean, there's a story in there, but it's, it's basically non-existent. It doesn't. This it doesn't rely on her to make that story. Yes, this yeah, is a game sure. that, that for you to understand this story, you would have to go on YouTube and find one of those YouTubers who do a deep dive and be like, oh, so this is what happens at the end of the game, and you got to watch this three-hour video, and then you still don't understand what happens. Yeah. And, and, the, and the game doesn't end when it ends as well, because it's a roguelike, so you have to play it multiple mm-hmm. times after to pick up where the actual, like, first bit will have a couple of clues, and then the second yeah. playthrough will have more clues, and you just got to keep playing it over and over again, but she had no part in the actual performance, like, she was just, she was just meant to be the person That's it. That That's you control. Yeah. yeah. But but this is why, man, I don't, I don't give any of these BAFTAs, I don't give any of these places any time of my day, man. Because oh, you you think that's weird though. Uh, Kimberly Brooks wants best a uh, supporting role as Holly Forsyth in Psychonauts two. Amen. Which didn't make sense to me either. <laughs> Amen. Because <laughs> Maggie Robinson, do? Maggie Robinson, who played Lady Demiscu or Demiscu in uh, Resident Evil Village, she was nominated for this. She didn't win. It went to Kimberly yeah. Brooks, who played what was she supposed to be like some sort of insect in is Holly Forsyth. Psychonauts too. How the hell did she win? I don't. I mean, Alex Minor plays flipping rocket in Marvel's in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was also nominated. He didn't win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they come up with these decisions. I don't know if like if it's like the Game Awards where they got a like a like a table of people or a community of people who vote for this. Yeah. But press press basically reviewers 
like we asked to, we will be trying to be nominated for next year's game awards as a as a member of the judging panel but essentially mm-hmm. it's reviewers it's gaming websites like ign game informer and all the others that's that's basically who makes these decisions and i don't know what they were smoking or eating or drinking before <laughs> but that is the most ridiculous slipping results i've ever seen how returnal won six awards i mean yes it's a great game but best role best leading actress give over Come on, yeah. she was she didn't say anything. She was a blank slate. It's meant to it's meant for the person to take over as actors. She talks. So so there's like in like within that game, there's slight cutscenes that happen. You know, like after you reach certain parts of the game, like whenever yes. you reach Act Three, like she talks. But when I when I say the story is non-existent, the story is non-existent, and it's like the games that like it takes two. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you do Psycho any actual Nights. acting in that game, though? Because I only played for a few hours. So I kept dying. There was so there's legit probably if you if you add all the cutscenes up or all the story elements up in that game, it, it's probably at 10, 15 minutes tops. God damn. Okay. Yeah, that's not worthy of a, of a, <laughs> of winning the leading actor award. Yeah. <laughs> <If> I, <laughs> that's like what that's like they're at the uh, the actual BAFTA Film Awards and they give the lead best performing actor. So the guy who stood in the back drinking a beer in one scene, it's like the one of the extras gets the award. Come on. Yeah, that's basically what they did. Yeah. This is why I don't, I'm thankful I wasn't there, to be honest. But anyway, um, we're going to jump into deals of the week. Uh, Stacey, roll the clip, please. Are you looking to start a podcast? Sign up with Podbean. Voted the number one online podcast app by people like you. And it is. Use our promo code popbean.com slash James Inquirer. That's capital G and capital E. And get your first month completely free. It's easy to use. You can record right on the app. No mess, no fuss. Sign up today and get your first month free on us. And it helps us out too. What are you waiting for? Join the number one podcast app on the internet. With promo link podbean.com forward slash James Inquirer. Uh, first up this week, Spyro Reignited Trilogy is currently £17.99 at Amazon Deals. You can get a deal now that runs out on Friday. Uh, 12-month Xbox Live uh, in Turkey. You need to go Agamivo uh, using the code THOREK. That's T-H-O-R-E-K. You can get 12 months of Xbox Live for £22.17 at Gamivo using the code THOREK. That's T-H-O-R-E-K. Uh, Pinball FX Early Access is apparently free right now on Epic Games. Do not have to pay anything. Uh, Halo 5's Guardians is currently £3.74 on the Xbox Store. Uh, 13, uh, classic, uh, is currently £1.24 on Steam. Uh, you can also get Outriders uh, is used. It's at CEX right now for £6. Uh, Garfield Kart PC is currently 43p on the Steam Store. It's nearly 90% off during this week. Uh, Catherine Full Body on the Nintendo Switch is currently £17.63. Uh, it's possibly cheaper by the X- uh, Amazon app. Uh, see if you can find it cheaper. But currently right now on Amazon Italy, uh, you can get it for £17.63. That is 40% off. Uh, last but not least on this list, though, Little Nightmares 2 uh, is currently £12.49 on the Xbox Store. Definitely go check that out. Oh, actually, one last one. Uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot on PC. at CD keys right now. This game is phenomenal. It is the best Dragon Ball Z game ever made, in my personal opinion. Uh, £12.49. That is 73% off for that this week. Uh, that being said, 
at in the um, game this week. There hasn't been too many changes because it's still ongoing with Easter. However, Fortnite Minty Legends pack is currently £10 off. It is down to £15, down from £25. Uh, you can all still get Spyro and Crash Bandicoot uh, for £21.99. Uh, Sonic Colors is still there also for £23.99 on PS4. Uh, the Ignited and Crash Bandicoot both on Switch. Uh, Minty Legends is currently on PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, predominantly PS4 if you were trying to get that. Uh, the Assassin's Creed is still down £30, down from 55 on PS5. You can also get Marvel Avengers, which is a new addition to the gaming deals week uh, for PS4. Marvel Avengers uh, is now down to £14, down from 25 You can also get Guardians of the Galaxy, speaking of, for £27.49 on PS5 at game. Uh, that is down from £55. Uh, one last one, though, Jurassic World Evolution 2, a game that has not just long released. It's currently £33, down from 50 Don't know why they've already discounted that already, because it hasn't been out that long. Uh, Lego games are still this week, only £15. You can get any of the Jurassic games or Harry Potter games for the Lego games uh, for just £15 this week. Uh, that being said, last but not least, Alan Wake Remastered on Xbox. Remastered for Xbox Series X is down to £17 this week, down from 25 On Amazon this week, there's also a couple of more deals for the US. Uh, there isn't too many because Amazon isn't really making a lot of deals this week. However, uh, the Mercury White Gaming Mouse Death from Death Adder Razor uh, is currently $21.80, down from $50.00. Uh, that's nearly 50% off. That's a fantastic deal if you're looking to grab a new gaming mouse. Uh, also, the Razer Kraken gaming headset, lightweight aluminium frame uh, with noise-isolating microphone uh, for all consoles, including PC. Uh, it's currently $46.99, down from $80. Uh, that's an almost, also almost 50% off. I think it's about 43 44% off. That's not a bad deal. Uh, MSI Stealth 15M gaming laptop. 15.6-inch uh, screen, 144 hertz FHD, 1080 display, Intel Core i7 with NVIDIA GeForce RTX 3060, uh, 512 GB SSD, currently $1,165.24, down from $1,400. Uh, that is only in the US, though. Uh, if you're in the UK, Amazon also has a couple of deals for you. Not too many this week, however, uh, because of the amount of... Uh, issues ongoing uh but uh hyperx cloud 2 7.1 virtual surround sound gaming headset is currently 60 pounds down from 75 uh that deal will be ending next week so you need to get that if you want it uh limited also time deal the gaming headset stereo surround gaming headset a breathing rgb light and adjustable mic uh for all consoles and pc currently 17 pounds down from 22 it's only about five pound deal but that is limited until april 11th so you've got till tomorrow to pick that up uh the WD Black uh, Gen 4 gaming SSD with heatsink works with PS5. It reads up to 700 meg read speed. It's down to 140 pounds, down from 258. So it's almost high, also 50% off. Definitely go check that out if you're looking for a new one. Uh, the Razer Basilisk Hyperspeed Wireless Gaming Mouse, currently 33 pounds, down from 60. And last but not least this week, uh, the MSI Optics G272 Esports Gaming Monitor, 27-inch, 16.9 full HD. Uh, that runs 1920 by 1080. Uh, it's 144 hertz. Uh, that's his sync port HDMI. It's currently £180 down from 200 so you're getting about £20 off. Uh, you can get gift code wrap with gift wrap 50 if you want 50% off gift wrapping for this week. That deal ends on Friday. That being said, that is all for your deals of the week. Uh, next up this week, uh, Halo Infinite Season 2 has now got a release date. Thank God. 
this has been a long, 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 long time coming. Are you excited for this Brandon Barney chance? Uh, I mean, after seeing what what are they bringing? No, I'm not, because there's only one map for regular game modes like TDM or Slayer. But Team Slayer is only one map, and then Big Team Battle is just one map. So it's like, and then yeah. it's still it's, no co-op. It's not great, but and it's, then it's still uh, no co-op. Yeah. I mean, this this uh, this update has been what people been waiting for. This update, it wasn't meant to be supposed to include co-op for campaign. That's now been scrapped. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So now it's just this, but thankfully they are actually moving forward because this is they've put. How long has it been now? Uh, Since November, what December, early December, it was in beta, or late November it was in beta, and then it came out in December. Yeah, so you're you're looking about four months, four five months without an update. Finally, they're releasing season two. Uh, I don't have this very 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 mixed feelings on this. Some people are saying that they've been thankful it's even coming. Uh, other people just think this is a complete waste of everything yeah, to include this. Uh, May 3rd is the release date for Season 2. It's entitled Lone Wolves. Uh, the prevailing narrative is that his interest in the game may bring back some players. However, uh, it's not great. Uh, it rolls around May 3rd, but Kotaku is <laughs> claiming it looks dope. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy, Major, is that they've been releasing, they got this this Halo TV series that they've been releasing. Mm-hmm. They're still putting content in the Master Chief collection, which I don't know why. Yeah, then, then they're working, well, not even working. There's a cookbook, a Halo Universe cookbook. It's like, why were you putting so many resources they're towards They're trying to do all? too many things at once. It's like, yeah, fix, why fix waste your time? Just released. <laughs> it's like, why waste your time doing all of this when you should be, all of your people should be working on what can we bring into Halo Infinite to keep players, to make players feel like when they play that it's for a reason instead of giving me a halo cookbook i don't want a halo cookbook i want more content for this dead game that you gave me mm. i mean the threat this uh this all right around kotaku i'm not going to agree with everything this guy's saying because some of this is ridiculous uh but he said like many games with a similar model uh, it's built around free seasonal framework <laughs> because yes it's live service dude come on uh players have roundly praised apparently the fundamentals of this game including the guns, the movement, and the heavy dose of nostalgia, that isn't going to keep people playing for long periods, uh, but criticise everything from pricey cosmetics to a general lack of new updated content. Uh, the repeated five times through Halo Infinite's first season uh, was the special event of Fractured Tenrai, uh, with another occurrence planned for later this month, which will make it six times so they've played the same... Oh, my God. Uh, developer 343 Industries has apparently instituted changes like lower prices for comedics throughout the series. However, they have teased the second season of Lone Wolves in an exciting, if vanishingly brief trailer uh, with a scissor reel of new maps, cosmetics, and heavy-handed lines of dialogue. Like, dialogue is going to keep people playing for long periods of time. Uh, the trailer is in addition to a series of blog posts in the past few weeks. Uh, basically, you can earn $10. <laughs> <laughs> you can earn basically $10 for buying... Like if, oh my god! All right, so uh, technically you could, in theory, buy one premium battle pass and never have to buy another. Uh, in January, three four three announced the players could earn credits in Halo's spent microtransactions that roughly amounts to one pound, one dollar for a hundred. Then the mere act of playing didn't get into the weeds. Now we know how it works. Uh, those who buy the premium battle pass for season two, uh, the battle pass goes a thousand credits. <coughs> You can earn a thousand credits over the course of the pass. So the- theoretically, you could see if you then bank those thousand credits, spend them on the premium battle pass for season three, earn a thousand credits from that pass, bank them for season four, and so on. 
the assumption is entirely contingent on those three factors. Premium battle passes uh, of future seasons would need to cost a thousand credits for this to keep working. This author is spat with absolute nonsense at Gotarko, they need to do better with their writers. Uh, but free money isn't the thing worth writing home about. Infinite is getting a slew of new additions, apparently, including two new maps, which is all you're really getting when you look at it. A uh, huge sticking point from players was launched with 10 maps, a fine enough number of paper unless you scrutinise the circumstances. One of the original maps, Behemoth, was so loathed by the community, 343 Industries eventually removed it from ranked playlists. Another one launch site is what experts describe as just the fucking worst. <laughs> uh, three of those maps were relegated to large-scale big-team battles, uh, but reliably, though, realistically, there's really one map for one and one map for the other. There isn't... Like, this this, this does not look like a great update. It does not look like something that's going to entice me to come back and play Halo. Because, quite frankly, I've gotten bored of that and moved on to other games now. There are more games coming out every single day. Regardless of what some people say on Twitter that you may listen or read or may listen to... There is games every single day. You just need to know where to look for them. Uh, that being said, this isn't this season two trailer is so fucking brief. And yes, there's new cosmetics coming out. Most of it's helmets and a few like <clears throat> chess pieces, which isn't a full armor set. They haven't released any additional content that's going to like bosses or anything. It's literally just you versus other people. And they've released two new maps, one of which is playable on Forge, the other is playable Mockler. It's rubbish. It is rubbish. Your thoughts, though, about this whole debacle with Halo? Uh, Chloe can go. I feel like I feel like I've already said said my piece already. Yeah. Yeah. I like I sort of tried to allude to, but I don't know if you noticed. It sounds like they're trying to do too much. Yes, they are. To it sounds like. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds oh. me of what GTA are trying to do. Yes. In the the. Going on about, oh, GTA 6 is coming soon and then continuing to do updates for GTA 5. Like, no, just focus on the main thing, get that right, and then you'll keep everybody happy. Yes, they'll be a bit naffed off in the short term that they've got to wait a while, but in the long I mean, term... The, the, I mean, the thing they want now is obviously this GTA Plus thing. The only reason they're doing that is because they've run out of money. Uh, we'll get into more Rockstar in a minute because they've apparently renounced two new games. Well, they'll say new games. They're old games from two generations ago that they're remastering. But we'll get into that anyway. Uh, they said the boring prizes like emblems and backdrops won't be issued as capstone rewards. The issue is this, is that they're making Halo so convoluted and unnecessarily boring that they don't understand that this is not what players in this... this in this in The fan, fans of this game want. They, mm. They're basically trying to say, okay, you could download this, but you, if you don't play this, then you're going to run out of time. You're not going to be able to get it. It's fear of missing out. They're trying to capitalise on not being able to make the time to play gamers, not being able to make the time commitment. So therefore, they have to play it to get the rewards. When really, the rewards are rubbish. They're not worth it, and they're not making. They're not putting things out into Halo, like what we said a few weeks ago when we talked about Halo the halo infinite expansions that we'd like to see like you could tie this in with a movie have like the the characters or something from that make an appearance have like the attire and, and the weapon and the armor and that make an appearance there's ways and means you can make this game more fun and you're choosing not to halo infinite for me is the worst life service game out there right now and everyone's gone exceedingly quiet yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think I think that may I think that I title think, is, is mm. still gonna be held by Battlefield. Because mm. <laughs> Battlefield, I don't know what he was that, Unsurprisingly, that game is also on sale this week for nearly fifty percent uh, off. Why that could be? I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, desperation. Uh, beating the last bit though. No, uh, US PlayStation Nintendo players, apparently forty six percent of which would switch from PlayStation and Nintendo to Xbox. If Game Pass included Activision games, uh, the research yeah. thought Gage's interest in Xbox subscription service have found that 46% of 1,200 US adults and 1,200 UK ones, or UK adults in January, uh, said they would leave PlayStation and Nintendo and go to Xbox if it included Activision. Yeah, but is that not because the is that not because they're worried that when this Microsoft deal goes through? Activision games run the risk of being taken off. Well, no, it won't. It won't be taken off. I mean, they'll, they'll probably put them free on Game Pass. Mm. Yeah, they're gonna go to Game Pass. I'm sorry, Chloe. Go ahead, go ahead Chloe. Oh, I was just saying. So then they wouldn't actually have to pay for them. No, I think if, that's that's yeah. reason why. And I, I know, I know you're a PlayStation fanboy. Bam, bam. So oh, me? <laughs> you are quite a large part and quite a fan of PlayStation. I'm a fan of everything. Uh, but um, what I was gonna say is that um, I don't know how much, I don't know where they got those numbers from, but I would I would say that you could probably see how true this will be because we me, me and you already know that when Activision deal goes down next year, that whole library is gonna it's, it's gonna go to Game Pass. Yeah. It's going on Game Pass. So I mean, we're gonna see. But I mean, right now for me, I think the tale that would be is that true or not? You just like I said, wait for Game Pass. And for me, I just don't believe that because you can see the sales right now. Even with the scarcity of PS5s in the market, PS5 still has 18 million consoles. So while Xbox Series X and S combined only have 13 million, 14 million sold. Yeah. And I mean, the, the, the research was conducted <laughs> by YouGov, uh, which is the UK government's uh, research division. Uh, when they polled these 2,400 people, uh, 46% of which said they would subscribe to Game Pass if the service adds Xbox uh, Activision Blizzard titles. Why, so why, why is a UK government thing doing polls on US bloody game players? I, I think they'll... I, mean, I don't know. I mean, YouGov do all sorts of, of polls and questionnaires <laughs> and stuff on different things. I, I get stuff for asking me about Walmart, and I've never been to Walmart mm. from YouGov. Okay, yeah. they, okay. they, they do, they they contribute all over the world. They do research polls everywhere. Uh, yeah. That being said, uh, in found the inclusion of Xbox t- uh, Activision titles on Game Pass would tempt 43% of Xbox gamers, 42% of PC gamers, and 27% of smartphone users based in the US to subscribe. Uh, in the UK, it was slightly higher, 48% of Xbox uh, would subscribe to Game Pass um, if the inclusion of Activision Blizzard came with Game Pass. 29% of PlayStation users, 26% of Nintendo and PC players, and 20% of smartphone users in the US would switch to Xbox also. Uh, it was announced in January that Microsoft intends to purchase them, obviously, for next year. Uh, up on, Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Game Pass and PC Game Pass. Both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalogue that came from Phil Spencer. 
Uh, Microsoft hopes to complete the deal in the first half of next year, provided the FTC is hand- agrees this antitrust review of the uh, of the deal to determine whether the takeover would, would give Xbox an unpaired competitive advantage, which it wouldn't do because they'd still be the third largest gaming company out there. Yeah. And PlayStation, so it's not anti-competitive at all. Uh, that mm-hmm. being said, uh, speaking of, uh, user report, apparently their PlayStation classics are expiring. Uh, so when we spoke last week about this new PlayStation Plus, uh, they're looking at backwards compatibility. Uh, yeah. Apparently PlayStation original games are all now becoming unplayable. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) Why why am I not surprised? Uh, They said games are becoming unplayable? Yeah. Uh PlayStation Classics. Some players have claimed they're unable to boot PS Classics such as Chrono Cross. They're basically Mm -hmm. expired. Uh, The license will not allow them to play it anymore. Uh, This included on consoles, PS3, PS Vita, uh, PS1, PS2. A number of these games just aren't playable anymore. And they can't mm. figure out why. Uh, Summarized by Kotaku, multiple users have reported their PS1 classic version of Chrono Cross now displays a decades-old expiration date and will not boot after being downloaded. Uh, the issue coincides with the release of the new Chrono Cross remaster of modern consoles. However, this problem extends to other games also. Social media users have reported decades-old expiration dates preventing playing games, including Final Fantasy VI, Rum Factory, and Unit 13. Uh, one Reddit user claimed their entire PS Vita library has been wiped. Wow. Sony has yet to comment on anything going on. However, it is likely due to the fact of uh, the issues with the hard drives in the older consoles that do eventually expire. Uh, PlayStation did not fix the issue when it came about a couple of years ago. They still haven't done anything. Uh, it's apparently engineers set arbitrary dates designated as the beginning of an operating system's lifespan. Uh, it's speculated some bug may be defaulting PlayStation game libraries uh, to the Unix epoch, which relates to the issue, which apparently what the uh, the engineers called the, the term what happens. Uh, the reports yet again highlight the issue of game preservation in the digital world uh, because Sony announced plans to close the PS Store on PS3, on 3, Vita and PSP. However, they made a partial U-turn, saying it will no longer close PS3 or Vita stores. But it was still planning to close down the PSP, which it did last July. Uh, this week, uh, Jack Trenton, who is the uh, Sony Computer Entertainment America boss, said he wishes Sony had thrown more support behind the PS Vita because he thought it was a very good handheld machine. Uh, he named Chip Vita as one of several PlayStation technologies he felt had been orphaned a little bit by Sony. Uh, unfortunate if you're still trying to play PlayStation Classics. Uh, but thankfully, they are remaking two original games. Max Payne 1 and 2 are being remastered. We spoke about Rockstar when they said about them not being able to remaster the GTA trilogy. Uh, they're doing it again by offloading one of their most lo- beloved licenses to another studio to remake it. Uh, I wonder why. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. They just, we, I spoke about this. I'm not going to go into it again. But anyway, uh, the games will be released as a single package as two games in one. Uh, Rem- Remedy Entertainment will be the current developers. Uh, the game will be sold together and released on next-gen consoles only 
and PC, so no PS4 or Xbox One, unfortunately. Uh, we Remedy Northlight's game, we're using the Remedy Northlight's game engine, uh, which was used for Quantum Break and Control. I hated Control, I thought that was rubbish. Quantum Break is amazing. Uh, the games are currently in the concept development stage, suggesting a release maybe some time away. However, Remedy developed the first two Max games, Max Payne games, which were released in 2001 2003, respectively. Uh, they were praised at the time for their groundbreaking visual effects. Uh, they sold the rights to Rockstar and Take Two in 2002 for 34 million. However, Rockstar have now asked the company to remaster them for next gen consoles, probably because they, they can't do it themselves. <laughs> Yay! I don't even care if, if Rockstar is not doing this. I'm I'm just excited to be able to play a oh, remake I, I, of Max Payne One I and Two. I don't care they're not doing it like Bam. I don't care. But the thing is, this shows how inept they are. That they can't make their own games. To be fair, Do think- it does, but it also shows that they at least know that and they're not trying to they're not trying to do what they did with GTA and go, Oh, we can fix this problem, it's fine. And end up making not, it fifty times worse. I'm not looking at it that way at all. I'm looking at it that now it seems as though I'm and I'm glad that they're not the ones who's doing it mainly because they're still working on it partially. They just aren't the main working on it. But I'm happy because now it seems as though maybe with this news coming out that they are all in on GTA 6. So that is what I'm most excited for. Well, so you think that the reason they've I'm handed with. this, you think the reason they've handed this over is so that they can concentrate more on GTA 6? A hundred percent, because they've already came out and said that development has began publicly. They came out and said that, but we already yeah, know that, that they've that been working. That on is it. true, but at the same time, Rockstar has multiple studios under it. It's not one studio; there's multiple. They had Rockstar, I mean, yeah, but it's, it's usually Rockstar North. Yeah, but they have yeah, but small North studios usually... working for them. So why can't they assign some of their developers, like a team of ten, to go remaster a game that's already been made? Probably just because number one, it, because it's not going to be just a remaster. It's going to be remakes. They're going to be re- uh-huh. so it's going to be more like how Demon Souls was remade. It's going to be a remake. It's not going to be a remaster. So for them to be able to do a remake, they would have to need more than ten people. And also with the size of Red Dead Two. With, with all those stories that came out about how much dialogue, how long it took that game to be made, that's going to require more more time. They're probably going to have to use every studio that they have to be able to make this game or to even start the process of making this game. True. Uh, I, st- I still find it weird that Rockstar's releasing this game when they can't make their own game. Oh, Surely yeah. if they had the, the money and they've got clearly got the staff... Why they keep offloading these smaller, like the games that they haven't made in a long time? They'll send them off to other studios. Why can't they mm-hmm. do this themselves? Because we know that other studios do this. We know other studios are capable of remaking games themselves. Why is Rockstar the only ones, or Take Two, the only ones that are shelving this off to third parties? Like GTA you... Trilogy, Max Payne. They're giving it off to other studios when other studios, like big publishers, be able to do it internally. Why has why has Take Two got to send it off to somebody else? Would you want Take Two or, or, or Rockstar Games to no, be the ones making I don't, this? I don't, I don't, I don't think they're capable of making a good game anyway. But at the same time, I don't see why they could do not have the ability to do this themselves. I'm glad they're not doing it, man. Like, I think they're trash. I think they're a terrible bloody developer. I'm happy they, that they have been a good developer in, a, in at least since 2013, 2014. People say, yeah. oh, Red Dead came out in 2018. That game had already been pretty much complete. Yeah, like that game was already being 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 developed in 2013. I'm, I'm, the reason why I say I, I'm on a wait-and-see approach, because 
they didn't do Grand Theft Auto trilogy. That that wasn't like the new team. So I'm 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 still on a wait and see approach because GTA Six could be good or it it may be a flop. I I gotta wait and see because this isn't the the old Rockstar team anymore. This is yeah. the new team that they have there. Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm hoping it'll be good. Fingers crossed the next GTA Six will be good. I'm not holding out hope. Yeah. I don't think it will be. But anyway, I feel that. Yeah. Uh, last but not least, before we jump into some music, uh, eFootball's biggest update drops at the end of this week, uh, April 14th. A uh, new patch is apparently set to feed the new bugs fixes and new features, many of which waiting since last year. Uh, the patch 1.0, according to Konami, uh, said that the game was basically a demo upon launch. However, this will make it a fully fledged first version. Uh, according to a blog post on the eFootball website, uh, development team is saying they've been working hard to regain the trust of players. Uh, improve online play and add new gameplay mechanics. Uh, the update will be announced this week, uh, released on the 14th of April 2022. One of the major additions comes in Dream Team mode, previously branded as Creative Team, uh, which allows players to combine a mixture of their own players and real-life soccer stars to form a ultimate team. Seems rounds very much like FIFA. Uh, several changes to eFootball's gameplay will also be made. Uh, they have defended the big made more intuitive uh, overall, including defense and and offense. Uh, is it added commands for a shoulder charge, call for pressure, and one on one matchup option? Uh, passing has also been reworked, and the AI should now make smart decisions when receiving a pass in the ball. Hopefully, they have fixed the severe issues with eFootball from last year. Like people going swimming in the grass. That was awful. Uh, on team level, uh, new game plan options have been added. Uh, Konami has adopted a client server system to improve online connectivity. So you'll be able to play online better, apparently. Uh, tip of the iceberg in terms of the overall fixes, which are bought with 1.0. There will be a huge list of patch notes. We'll have that up on the website on the 14th when they are released. Uh, the version of eFootball was probably expected to launch on November 10th. Uh, this version they're currently releasing, however... Uh, the version they did release was a demo which was completely unplayable. I don't know whether gamers will be able to jump back on this uh, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be uh, particularly good. Uh, but Konami is insisting it's taking criticism of football very seriously ahead of the update. Uh, the Problem is, generally, when they say when companies say things like this, they are generally well, not so much talking rubbish as their actions don't necessarily. I, I do think Konami was very worried because eFootball last year was rated as the worst game ever. The problem I mean, is they're trying to they're trying to compete with FIFA. It's just or oh, whatever they, that game. They've always been trying to compete with FIFA though. That's the problem. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm saying. That that's where they're going wrong. Just don't try and create a, FIFA, a football game that matches up to FIFA when you can't deliver because you're just an idiot nowhere. Yeah. Konami is vastly smaller than EA, so it's a very silly decision. It's a business decision to make. Yeah. Uh, but apparently the new football engine, uh, support of next gen and the change of play play style to free to play, uh, they tried to deliver eFootball for players as soon as possible, uh, which resulted in the incomplete game being released. They've deeply apologised uh, and resultantly, the game received extremely harsh feedback about the quality when they did release it uh, since the launch back in last September. However, they said we have prioritised improvements and corrections based on the feedback and opinions we received. We are taking the opinions of players very seriously. And since release last September, we have prioritised the improvements with this game and will continue to work on the game's improvements. And as always, the players valued feedback is much appreciated. Uh, asked if the game's development team felt that the game was really ready back in September. 
They said they have the stronger desire to release the game as soon as possible, which is not great. Memo to games companies. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing Stop to do. Stop trying to rush games out just because you want to please the public. And make if money. the game that's, and that's make their money. biggest one. They want to make money yeah. off this. All right. Stop trying stop releasing games you know aren't ready just because you want to make money because the likelihood is that is going to blow up in your faces. How many more companies need to learn this? Yes, Chloe's getting angry again. It's what we like to see. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna come in in a minute, start swinging around back. Anyway, uh we're gonna be jumping into a break. Bam bam, this song was dedicated to you by Camilla Cabello. This is Bam Bam <laughs> by Camilla Cabello and Ed Sheeran. Back <laughs> right. That's what minutes. I did cross my mind when I saw it on the schedule sheet. Camilla Cabello. Bam 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 bam. Anyway, we're back in a few minutes. Thank you for joining us. You're listening to the Talking Games. The Talking Games podcast. On gamesinquirer.com. Made by gamers. For gamers. gamers. <laughs> You're listening. You're listening. To the Talking Games. The Talking Games podcast. The Talking Games podcast. On gamesinquirer.com. Dot com. <laughs> you said you hated the ocean, but you're surfing now. I said I love you for life, but I just sold our house. We were kids at the start, I guess we're grown-ups now mm-hmm. Couldn't ever imagine even having doubts But not everything works out, no Now I'm out dancing with strangers You could be casually dating Damn, it's all changing so fast I see it love
welcome back. This is episode 58 of the Talking Games podcast. Uh, I want to finish <laughs> this podcast off with a few news stories before we jump into our question of the week, which is kind of like a game. Uh, but anyway, uh, Ubisoft will be cancelling uh, Ghost Recon NFTs from this week. Uh, but they have said there are more games. We get NFTs despite the fact that they've been heavily criticised for this. Uh, the reaction to Ghost Recon Breakpoints digits was rated as negative. Uh, Ubisoft has promised that more of its games will feature NFTs in the future uh, <laughs> on the Quartz platform. Are we trying to make me angry again? <laughs> yes, because it's funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a statement on the Quartz website tells players the publisher will continue to add digits, uh, which are basically NFTs to future games. Uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoints NFT program will be ceasing. However, they will be making more, and there are speculations that the next recon breakpoint is currently in development. Uh, There'll be more games in the future that support them, apparently including Assassin's Creed, which don't do that. Uh, Or just don't do this anyway. I I do want to see NFTs in Assassin's Creed. If they do this, I I, I will hit, hit my head against the wall. These guys are, oh my god, seriously, like, they've tried to claim... The reason they stopped this, like people are really upset because the money they've spent buying NFTs, apparently now you can't buy anymore. Apparently you apparently now own a piece of the game and have left a mark in its history by buying an NFT. <laughs> oh, this Can NFTs just die, things. please? Yes. I mean, the Konami and Atari have also done this. They faced heavy criticism uh, because they seem to... Yeah, they they don't understand that NFTs are not only bad for the environment, uh, but are not light and are dying anyway. They don't seem to care. They just want to keep plugging it away. Uh, Ubisoft was obviously one of the first publishers and certainly the largest uh, to declare it be implementing NFTs uh, in its games. Uh, it continues to press ahead with these plans despite the fact that they are not being well received. And to date, on this quartz, they've only sold around a thousand dollars worth of NFTs. <laughs> I, I, I don't know where to start with Ubisoft at this point. Uh, I don't understand why they're still pushing ahead with this, because it is beyond ridiculous. Uh, if you guys don't remember, we talked about this, I think it was about a month ago now. Uh, Ubisoft, uh, not Ubisoft, NFTs have a consumer base worldwide of people that have actually bought NFTs. There's only about half a million people. Uh, when you consider that the world is full of about 7. What is it, 7.8 billion people, uh, there are 2.3 r- billion regular customers who buy video games every year worldwide. 500,000 is not a lot, uh, considering there's now 80% of those have stopped buying NFTs since middle of last year. This doesn't sound like a very good business model. Uh, they said uh, on Puyard, uh, I, I believe one of the, Nicholas Puyard, he's the VP at Ubisoft, uh, he said gamers don't get what a digital secondary market can bring to them. Uh, for now, because most of the current situation in the context of NFTs, gaming, gamers really believe it's destroying the planet, which it is. It's not believing it is, because you have to use a huge amount of electricity, which means that you're basically creating carbon emissions from the massive amounts of data mining centers that there are. Uh, and secondly, it's just a tool for speculation, uh, is what he claims. He said, we at Ubisoft are seeing first is the end game. The end game is about giving players the opportunity to resell their items once they finish with them, or they finish playing the game itself. So really, it's for them. It's really rather beneficial, but they don't get it for now. <laughs> you fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, uh, uh. 
like where where do you where do you begin with this guy? Where do you begin with this explanation? I'm gonna go to you, Bam Bam. I wanna, I wanna get your take on this. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> there's really nothing. I, I mean, what can you say, man? I, I don't know, man. Like, I feel, I feel like they should just just let these things die because clearly nobody wants them. I mean, uh, I I I don't say this about a lot of people, and I will probably get flat from Ubisoft in the mo- on Monday morning when this goes out. Uh, of my opinion, but Nicholas Capuyard is shit for brains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's that is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard anybody at any development studio say about NFTs. It's your benefit. It doesn't mm. apparently it doesn't ruin the planet, and it's all for your benefit. That's why they're doing it. Fuck off! It's because you want to make money. That's the only reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you fucking idiot! Like, why would you say that? <laughs> it's just laughable. It's a tool for speed. Oh my god! Seriously, like Nicholas Puyard, just somebody take the microphone away from this guy and tell him to sit down. Like, shut the fuck up, mate. You don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god, what an idiot! Uh, the apparent surge in NFT schemes, according to GDC, uh, 2,700 game developers showed 70% have no interest in NFTs at all. Uh, fan yeah. backlash has caused other companies to U-turn, including developer GSC Game World, who was making Stalker 2, and video game actor Troy Baker, who decided that NFTs were not for them after receiving mass backlash. Ubisoft doesn't seem to care, though. They just play you know ahead. What? Actually, I almost... <laughs> I almost want Ubisoft to continue down this particular rabbit hole. Mm. Purely because... It is going to blow up in their faces. Yeah, and and their, and stu- then, and their stupidity of saying that we don't get it, they get it, that we don't get it, we're stupid, they're not, yeah. it's for so our what, benefit. <sighs> yeah, so what I'm saying is, I kind of want this to continue. One, because it gives us something to laugh at every week when new news comes out about it. And two, <clears throat> because when it all starts to fall flat on their faces and then up, oh, other gaming companies will look at it and go, yeah, let's not do that. And then we never hear about NFTs in gaming again. Oh, uh, did you hear, did, I don't know whether we talked about this or not, the Itchio's response to NFTs, they called them a scam, the people that were pushing them, they didn't name names, but you could pretty much tell they were aiming this at Ubisoft. They called them fucking scumbags. <laughs> it's just like, like well, why would you do this? Why would you make that statement publicly? Like, just keep your mouth shut, mate, because you're not doing yourself any favours when people read that. They just think you're an arsehole, and you just put yourself out there as an arsehole by saying that we're stupid because we don't get it. It's for our benefit. Like, no, it's not. It's not for didn't our benefit. Somebody, didn't somebody else say didn't somebody else say that a while ago? Yeah, there's there's quite a few, but Itchio was the latest to basically call them out for being arse, arse white. No, 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 no. I mean, we had a story about a month or so ago about somebody saying that gamers just don't get NFTs. Oh, um, oh, what was his name? Yeah, yeah was you know what? That was the Konami story. Oh, was it still? All yeah. oh, right, okay. Yeah, because they don't, we don't, we don't get it. Which basically they're calling us stupid. Is their, is their response. Uh, we do well, know the next Ghost Recon is being, currently being in development. Apparently, it's not far off. It'll be apparently coming either the, late this year or next year. Uh, we'll also implement NFTs in its in its programming, which isn't great. 
Uh, I'm hoping they don't do that. They probably will, but you never know. Well, like uh, I said, I kind of want them to continue down this rabbit hole because then it'll just stop. Then it'll just blow up for them. They'll yeah. lose everything, and then it'll stop. Oh, I don't, I don't want to see Ubisoft go away. I, I want to see them continue at the same time because there are people there that definitely like. Yeah. Okay, I get that. But if they're if they're stupid enough to go down this rabbit hole, then my then my way of looking at it is. Go ahead, because that way everybody else will know not to follow you. Yeah, and at the same time, like these people, you like developers. They try to pay off developers who said they did not want <laughs> NFTs in Ubisoft games. They gave them you an NFTs as a payback. What? <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft basically. They tried to pay Ubisoft. them off with NFTs yeah, that they, they don't said, want. Ubisoft developers were like, "We don't think this is a good idea. Please do not do this. Do not implement NFTs." So the company, as a as as a reward, as like, um, "I'm sorry, they That's gave them right, NFTs." It's like, <laughs> did you not listen to a single word anyone said? Like, I don't. I anyway, I'm, Ubisoft is ridiculous. You are like, about to, you are about to make me want to throw something out the window, Major. So let's move <laughs> on. Yes, uh, GameStop <laughs> is apparently cancelling uh, Amigo pre-orders at a television's request. God knows why. Uh, apparently, the future of the troubled consoles continues to be a mystery. This Amigo has been going on for a long time now. Uh, GameStop customers have been reporting their pre-orders have been cancelled uh, without reasons why. Uh, I've been posting a number of emails they've been receiving on Twitter uh, from GameStop, which claim and television has asked it to cancel their pre-orders. Uh, due to vendor cancellation, as we excerpt from the letter, we'll be unable to fill your order number and we'll be cancelling your order. You will not be charged. Uh, members of Intellivision Amico Club, which is a private company, have also reported they too have had their orders cancelled. Uh, just got a call today, apparently, said from one user they are refunding deposits. Uh, another just transcribed a voicemail receiver says, I'm just calling regarding your reservation. Uh, for the Amico Galaxy Purple GameStop exclusive, that this has also been cancelled. It's not clear whether in television is cancelling this or those or just those from GameStop. However, a doubt was cast over the consoles released last month after the company cut a new investment campaign short uh, with just receiving fifty-eight thousand dollars worth of five million. Uh, at the time, journalist Sam Makovich uh, tweeted he believed that the early closure was about as bright and red as a flag it gets in the world of unreleased in the world of unreleased tech hardware oh, he's saying it's basically a red flag uh, my guesses are in television released investment uh, momentum had frozen uh, they wanted to get the money sooner but they said they conclude it and claiming that they're spending this money as a last step for bankruptcy filing so they're trying to claim that it basically is trying to say in television is looking at bankruptcy uh, which is why they stopped this target they weren't even anywhere near five million and because it wasn't going up quick enough they decided to cancel it and stop all pre-orders which doesn't look good for people who are actually looking forward to this uh, because apparently Stadia uh, spent millions on marketing uh, and tele in, within television's Amico family plan, which was supposed to appear on the Stadia, is now not happening. Uh, despite this, Intellivision subsequently released an unboxing video and claimed an email to those who pre-ordered the console direct from the company that's in negotiations with potential investors and inquirers. Uh, the Amico system was originally due to launch last October in 2020, uh, but the pandemic pushed it back to April 2021 and then to fall 2021. And now it looks like it's not happening at all. Uh, the released yet to be confirmed release date is at the end of 2021. Uh, the deadline was missed without any news. Uh, the company even started selling eight of its boxed launch games last December or last October. Sorry, uh, despite the console not even having a release date. So they started selling games for a console that hadn't come out and didn't have a release date. That sounds stupid. That's a smart move. Uh, an extensive interview with VGC last year uh, in television CEO Tommy Talico 
uh, explained that Yumiko is specifically aimed at families and that its entire ecosystem game library revolves around safe, family-friendly gaming. However, uh, one console that will be coming out is the A500 Mini. Uh, that is out right now. There is an article on the website. Go for it, go check that out. Uh, it's been developed by Retro Games Limited and distributed by Koch Media. Uh, it's a fully licensed reimagining of the much-beloved 16-bit home computer. In addition to featuring the flawless emulation of the home computer, uh, the A500 Mini also in- introduces advanced graphics architecture of the A1-1200 uh, to bring owners a perfect, powerful and combat reimagining of the iconic home computer. Uh, there is a full article down below Go check it out. It's retailing at £120 at retail. Uh, it's available right now if you're looking to get that. Uh, last few news stories this week. Uh, the Sonic movie I didn't get to see last week, which I really want to see. I will be trying to get into the cinemas this week. Uh, but Sonic 2 movie has reportedly topped the original's US opening. Uh, sequel said to be on course to make as much as $65 million in the US at the time of reporting uh, it's currently on course to top the opening weekends for all other movies paramount and sega sequel made 26 million on friday including 6.25 million from previews is now on course to grow 65 million during its opening weekend in two days it's made 65 million in the us <laughs> that's a huge amount of money uh, it's higher than the 58 million in three-day opening the original film uh, combined with overseas revenue in europe australia another market is likely to have topped 100 million in two days for that it's one. a good movie man uh, i think it's i think it's well i think it's well deserved mm. I, I i mean they are trying to make this into a whole universe they're bringing out games and books and toys and stuff to coincide with this there's a new tv show coming they are making a third movie uh, the uh, the original sonic the hedgehog was a surprise success it became the top grossing video game adaptation of all time. Uh, Paramount and Sega revealed in February that the third Sonic movie and a live-action TV series have entered production, expected to come in 2023. Uh, but it's nice to see Sonic is doing so well. Number one in market outside of the US, though, is the UK, is $6.4 million. Yeah, I think it's finally I think it's finally good to see Sonic getting his flowers because, uh, number one, Sonic games, for the most part, you know, for the recent years, have been absolute trash, in my opinion. But do you remember when they first showed what Sonic looked like whenever they first showed oh, yeah, the first trailer he, he for looked, Sonic? He, he, he looked like he'd been in a car accident. Hey. <laughs> angled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad, um, you know, that Sega and Paramount or whoever's in charge of the, of, the, of, the, of like the art design listened to the fans and they went back and they gave Sonic his classic look. Because, like I said, Major, like whenever you get a chance to go out with the family, just take your son out. They're going to love it. Like. For me and my family, well, well, at least for me and my daughter, Knuckles stole the show, right? Yeah. And he's also a terrific actor. Yes. After after his performance in this film as a voiceover work, he should be getting a lot more work from this, far more than he gets already. Oh yeah, he, 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 he all, all reports, all reviews have said his performance has been outstanding. He he killed it. Like I feel like I feel like he captured you know the the strong but yet dumb version of knuckles you know what i mean and like it, it wasn't too overbearing but it was just enough so much that i still enjoyed it while my kids still laughed at it and enjoyed it as well to to be fair he did he he has that practice of that because i think that was part of luther's character wasn't it, it was extremely strong but he wasn't very uh smart outside of what he knew on the street he was very uh, oh yeah yeah I, he's played those sort of roles before but i think he told he dialed this up to 11 he's just smashed it out of the park Mm-hmm. Uh, Sonic, Sonic 3 I'm looking forward to because apparently it's going to include Shadow 
which is one I'm looking forward to. Although How Jim Carrey will not be returning, apparently. How do you hear that? Uh, insider sources, by the way. <laughs> oh, somebody's for you. Did somebody yeah. for you? Because I mean, Some, like, somebody, somebody's told me some stuff. I'm not gonna say. Yeah. Because after you see the movie, source, like, 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 if if you go see the movie, then that's a given. That's why I asked, like, did uh, somebody spoil the movie for you? Or you know what I mean? I, I I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting to see it, but I did yeah. hear that so, apparently Shadow will be in this. Oh yeah, he's definitely gonna be in it because you know. Uh, we I do know Jim Carrey's not returning. They're not going to be recasting it, so it may be the end of Doctor Robotnik. I'm That's hoping what they, they said. Can do that. Yeah, Jim Jim Carrey said he doesn't. He, he wants to retire from making films. He doesn't want to make any more. Uh, so I'm hoping they convince him to come back for three. That's a bummer. Without Doctor Robotnik, that's not a Sonic movie. Yeah. Jim Carrey did a fantastic job, by the way. He, he killed it. Yeah, I mean, he is he is sixty, nearly sixty one this year. So I don't think he's going to be around for making movies up until his late nineties. He's already said he doesn't want to do it when he's an old man. He wants to retire. Good luck to yeah. him. F- funniest guy in Hollywood by a long way. I'm hoping, wish him all the best. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I really wish he'd stick around for this third movie though, because he, ne- he needs to wrap up. Hopefully, because well, yeah. Otherwise, they'd have to, like you said, either get rid of the character or recast him. And yeah, yeah I said they don't want to recast. Which they don't want to do, which makes sense because, yeah. as we all know, recasting characters doesn't work. Which is one of the things I'm a little bit skeptical about with the new Fantastic Beasts film that was also released this week. Yeah, yeah, we, I've I've seen rumors of that. Apparently, it is one of the worst Harry Potter movies, like in that universe ever. Is, oh, is that movie out? I don't say who that. The fuck made that, but my is that God, movie out? It is over here. Yes, I'm not sure about with you guys. I think you guys have to wait another week. Mm, I was looking forward to seeing that. Apparently, it's absolute trash. Okay. Like, they're trying to do away with magic. We'll see. Aww. We'll see. Because I know, like a lot of people, are just happen on that on that hate J.K. Rowling train. So yeah, I have to wait and see. Yeah, I mean, you've had so much press, like the amount of press, like the Guardian, IGN, for example, uh, Independent. Everybody's like, all the newspapers have seen this movie early, and when it came to release day, they all said this movie is trying desperately to not be associated with Harry Potter or that universe. I, they don't know why. That's but I thought the worrying. new movie was supposed to focus on Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, yes, that would no, be There's sense. no magic. There's no magic, or they're trying. They're trying to completely distance. Like they've one. I can't remember who it was. I think it was some random blog. But they tried saying there was so like the the whole plot of it is trying to show that Dumbledore is gay. Like that was their big opening. Like the big plot story was that Albus Dumbledore was gay. Right, can we move on before we end up actually putting me off wanting to watch this film? I won't be watching it after reading these reviews and seeing clips and stuff and other people listening to other people talk about it. It's 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 worrying me that this movie's absolute rubbish. <laughs> I'm gonna still watch it because like because like I said, I think I think there's there's a huge J.K. Rowling hate train and. None of that stuff makes sense to me. Just just hearing that it's gonna be no magic in a movie, but it's starring Albus, a young Albus Dumbledore. That just that just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't get. It's like the people have been saying the same thing though about Morbius. Like they tried desperately not to show blood, and it's it's supposed to, these movies supposed to have been R rated. It should be R rated, but instead they rated it PG thirteen and oh, yeah. like blue synthetic and stuff instead of blood. It doesn't make sense. Then you know Marvel is trying to capitalize on getting as many people who they can to see this movie. If they made it rated R, then you know there goes you know there goes the kids. The kids can't go see it. So yeah, well they really shouldn't be because it's a vampire. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, Can't, but... It's, hey. it's not cartoony. That's, it's a vampire. <laughs> he looked, yeah, like, terrifying. Could you imagine yeah, but that's the problem. to say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the problem with, like, with, like Marvel movies. I, you know what I mean? Like, maybe maybe back in the day, you know, back when they had Blade, you know, what's this not who was playing Blade and they had blood and gore in those movies. Yeah. But nowadays, they're, they're, they're just trying to get max profit. And the only way to do that oh, is... I guarantee that if, if they continue on this course, we'll never see Blade again. Oh yeah, you would never see Blade again. At least not the Blade that like you know. At least not the Blade that like you and me grew up with. You know, like we're never gonna get that type of Blade back. No, I, I miss those old films like Candyman and all that sort of stuff. Like you've got to bring mm-hmm. those films back. Stop doing this, please. Uh, last but not least, uh, we are gonna talk about NFTs, but we're gonna be talking about how stupid Mark Zuckerberg is uh, because he's trying to implement his own cryptocurrency into the metaverse. Uh, he's calling it Zuckbugs. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Zuck bucks, Zuck bucks. You serious? That's what you're trying to call it? Uh, <laughs> uh, apparently, Facebook has been losing users to TikTok for some time. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg's big plan, though, is to invent a new digital currency to bring people back to to them uh, in the metaverse, and they're calling it Zuck bucks. We might as well call it fuck bucks for all it's worth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I am officially done today. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll read through this quick. Uh, the new digital dollars won't be cl- connected to any blockchain. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it doesn't make sense. How, how can you have an NFT cryptocurrency and it not be connected to the blockchain? That's literally what it runs on. Uh, Meta is... Pig flying past bedroom window springs yes. to mind. Uh, oh my god uh, It has plans to en- integrate NFTs into Facebook That's his big idea Is that you're going to have an NFT store on Facebook No wonder people are leaving this platform uh, Meta has a number of virtual coin and currency related projects already However, uh, due to the loss is that of its users to TikTok uh, They have decided to implement this quicker And it's likely going to be coming before the end of this year <sighs> Yeah Mark Zuckerberg, you're a fucking moron, dude. Uh, also, people are apparently call it the Eye of Sauron in the vi- in the uh, in the office at Meta. He thinks that's a good thing. <laughs> if he, people call him the Eye of Sauron. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you know exactly what, who that is. Uh, it's basically a big G- evil eye that doesn't stop watching them and can see everything. Like uh, this guy is such a he's such an idiot. He really doesn't have a clue about anything. Uh, last, we go for a question this week, though. Uh, your video game character, this uh, game is called How Incel Are You? Uh, <laughs> I want you to name your Mount Rushmore video game characters based on their attractive, uh, how attractive they are. Wait, what? So you're going to name your Mount Rushmore of characters based on how attractive they are. Mm. You want me to go first, Chloe, or what? Yeah. So, Mount Rushmore has what? Four people? Five people? How many? How many do? So, four people, right? Yeah. Okay. Number one in the middle is going to be Kratos from God of War. That's going to be number one. If I had to do a number two, it would be Lara Croft from Tomb Raider. Yep. Number three would have to be Mario from Nintendo. (laughs) And (laughs) number four... Would have to be for my favorite video game franchise, Marcus Phoenix from Gears of War. Right, okay. Uh, you yeah, have to now see. Right, I want your four on in order of attractive abilities. See if we can cut <laughs> down four to be on a Mount Rushmore. What from 
Most from most to least, all the other way around. From left to right, four characters. Yeah. No, so I mean... Bam Bam's name: Kratos, Lara Croft, uh, Mario, Mario, and Marvel uh, Phoenix. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Oh, Would you agree with any of his selection already? I might agree with Mario actually. Ooh. Okay. Um. <laughs> some call me Mario. <laughs> Come on, Mrs. Nintendo. Let's get some characters. Let's get some characters, Mrs. Nintendo. What? I said, let's get some characters up there, Mrs. (laughs) Nintendo. Hey, stop taking the mick out of the nickname Callum gave me for no reason. Um, for no reason. Shut up. Good reason. Uh, oh gosh. Let me throw you a bone. I already said Mario. I said, let me throw you a bone. I already said Mario. So you so you so you could take Mario. Okay. Think about the Mario franchise. You got Luigi, yeah, yeah, Toad, yeah. Princess yeah, Peach. Yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. Um. Oh, why do I, I automatically want to include Yoshi? <laughs> or Zelda. Say Zelda. Zelda is a good shout, actually. Yeah. Actually, so's Link. You got you got we got now down four. We've got you've got five minutes left. So. All right, Link. Mario, uh, Link, Mario, because I'm gonna steal that off Bam Bam as well. I'll grow Zelda, sort it. That's three. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh gosh. I don't know. Damn. She's lost. Right, so you got Mario, Link, and Zelda. Yeah. I'm gonna allow you to replace one of Bam Bam's suggestions, and if Mario, if Bam Bam can agree to it, then that's going up. So what pick we, one out of his suggestions. What were your suggestions again? Bam? Kratos from God of War. I don't know if you know who that is. Kratos. No clue. Mar- Marcus <laughs> Phoenix from, from Gears of War. Okay. I had Mario. You took Mario. Yeah. And then I had Lara Croft from the Tomb Raider series. The problem is I've no idea who any of them are. What? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is God. not. This oh, is Talking Games Podcast. Not this this is Talking Games Podcast. And Chloe the <laughs> <laughs> How do you not know who Lara Croft is? Oh no, I do know. Oh yeah, I do. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I do. That went over my head. Sorry. And I know, not difficult because hi, before any of you made the joke. <laughs> She's three foot eleven, by the way, people. Four foot eight. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyhow, let's get back to the game that's just fallen to pieces. <laughs> right, go on. Right, where were we? Uh, but Lara Croft, Kratos, Mario, and Marcus Phoenix from Go- um, Gears of War. I'd say replace Kratos. Say Kratos with. With. Um. Link. Link. Would you agree to that, Brandon? I would never replace Kratos with Link. You wouldn't. No, I would not. Okay. Why, why not though? Because God of War. I like more mature games, and Link, Link as a character, it's there's too many different iterations of love Link when there's only one Kratos. You see what I'm saying? True, true. Mm. What about Zelda though? Because I would say Zelda's right, like she's got the back. You know what I mean? She's attractive. We got it. You got you got. Uh, considering you've got three guys in there as well. <laughs> I mean, so when I played the game, when I played the game, I wasn't going off attractiveness. I was, I was going off, you know, just, just my love for gaming and how I think these characters 
mean to me. Yeah, but the game's called How Incel Are You? So you have to rate them on their order of their track. Okay, then. Okay, then. So then, since we doing, since 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 I'm going to be an incel, I'm going to go, uh, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to change it. I'm, I'm going to take Kratos off and I, and I will add Bayonetta from the Bayonetta series. I'll Same. keep Lord Croft. Right? I'll add... Um, I can't really add her. That's that's a that ain't gonna work. Uh, so Bayonetta, Lord Croft. I'll add Samus from Metroid Prime. Right. So you're basically changing the whole. <laughs> yes. Yes. Since 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 we're gonna be uh, in sales, and then I'll add from the Uncharted series because uh, Chloe Fraser is just. I don't know if you guys played Uncharted, but Chloe Fraser. For sure. So that's that's. Four. I feel like I'm very badly placed in this conversation because I'm currently <laughs> having a conversation with two guys. This is why I chose this game, Chloe. This is why <laughs> I chose this game. It's because you don't know anyone. <laughs> no, no, that's not this even the thing. That is, that's not even the thing. No, no, no. That's not even the thing that bugs me about this. It's more the fact that I'm doing this with two guys. So this is not something you find a <laughs> this is going to be automatically going to be female character heavy, and it just doesn't work. Well, I mean, I gave you like three dudes. Right, we gave I mean, you three guys. You could have made an easy list. Scenario. You could have made an easy list. You could have just said Mario, Luigi, Yoshi, and Toad. You could have. Yeah, but that then you'd have then you'd have both called me boring for choosing purely Mario-based games. I mean, if that's all you know, then that's all you know. I mean, using that logic, I've got Mario, Luigi, We've got your Mount Rushmore, Bam Bam. Chloe, we mm. can finalise on yours right now. Mario, Luigi, Link. Oh, you're boring. Yeah, <laughs> you're boring. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I anyway, Who we want to hear what your Mount Rushmore is. Send us your suggestions, gamesinquiry, gmail.com. That's going to do it. This has been episode 58. Uh, we'll be back two weeks time we will not be back next week don't forget episode 59 will be back in two weeks uh, because we will be at the insomnia gaming festival uh, there will be a video headline up on the website on either monday or tuesday the day after so probably the 18th uh, of april for you to go watch the entire insomnia gaming festival there'll be a bunch of interviews and photographs and a whole bunch of other stuff on there uh, for you to go see uh, during our weekend away uh, it's the one event we do obviously uh, don't forget to follow us on the website gamesinquirer.com if you want to uh, to vote in the end of year awards or to comment be joining the groups forums etc you have to be a member uh, go to gamesinquirer.com forward slash login uh, you can also follow us on all the socials twitter facebook and instagram at gamesinquirer forward slash gamesinquirer that's going to do it though thank you very much bam bam and chloe for joining me this week i'm gonna need your I'm going to need your Mount Rushmore in two weeks because you didn't give your Mount uh, Rushmore. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah! <laughs> oh, you this was designed to test Chloe's knowledge and it, it backfired completely. It backfired she tremendously. Knew that was happen, so this is all on you. <laughs> yeah, I, I will give my Mount Rushmore in two weeks. It gives me two weeks to think about it. Anyway, uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I've been Major. We will see you next time. Same time, same place. Two weeks' time. Thank you for joining us. Thank you to Bam Bam. Thank you to Chloe. No Peace. worries. Bye. Bye. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's the Talking Games Podcast. <laughs>